Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, Sing it, boys. Thank you for being, Thank a, for friend. being a friend. <laughs> Thank you. Bum, bum, bum. We were in choirs as kids. <laughs> At not least me. I was not poor. <laughs> beautiful rob <laughs> well done um and and rest in peace betty white what a legend what a wonderful wonderful soul uh and i mean i was reared on golden girls i know you guys were too i mean Absolutely. how how unlikely like at one point we were watching the a-team and the very next it was the golden girls and we were riveted hey our favorite people were, were old ladies it's crazy well, i mean it's <laughs> of course they you were, were like, young our oh. mothers are probably about, I don't know, the same age or even older than the Golden Girls were. Or yeah. These characters. Well, still, the, mm. the craziest bit of trivia that, I mean, I only learned a couple of years ago was that actually the grandmother, you know, it's the grandmother of, she was the, the youngest, actually. <laughs> I know. Kind of bakes your noodle, doesn't it? Anyways, we're <laughs> well deep into episode 231 and we haven't even introduced ourselves. My what? name is Steve. I am your host tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever, sometime in the future. And I'm joined by the South African boys of G.I. Joburg. Hello. Hello. You're Dil. Uh, yeah, it's Paul, <laughs> not Blanche. <laughs> Way to drop the ball, Paul. And it's Sorry, a dude. Golden Boy Rob. Not as old as the Golden Girls, but um, yes, getting there. Billy White was. Oh, we, we all, we're almost there, you know. Halfway, halfway. Well, not even, actually, jeez. 20th, 20th, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah, episode, episode, uh, what, I don't know, 800 and something, we'll be doing it in our 60s. And hello everyone in the cool. live chats. It's Darren, it's Matthew, Casey from Podcast from the Pit. We got G.I. Gary from uh, the Motopod. And Johanza73 is here. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us, gents. And we are once again reflecting on the year that was. I'm sure there's plenty of that floating around. With a twist, we're going to play a little bit of a, a little bit of a game at the end of this episode to kind of just realign or refresh our favorites in the line, our least favorites, our most hated, our most underappreciated gems. We're going to be discussing a whole range of topics and just reminding ourselves what it is we love so much about GI Joe. But uh, I'm back. I, I missed a week um, because, man, we had quite a mixed um, guest list, should I say, at my Christmas party. But uh, I swear I didn't put Gastro on the guest list. Someone, <laughs> someone brought a plus one. Yeah, <laughs> intestinal distress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It wasn't my cooking, guys. Let me just put that on record. Oh, we know. We know. Like, yeah, I, th I think we joked you? about it last week. I don't we know. We joked about it, not, but we were but, like, um, "It's not your cooking." <laughs> it's not, it's well, definitely not your cooking. But guys, I I had a Christmas party lined up with um, friends of Kim's, and like three days before the big day, they dropped us because she's pregnant, and you know, Omicron has reached town, Townsville, so the concern was like, let's keep it very nuclear. 
so that left us kind of without any alternative plans <laughs> so we decided to have like i guess an orphan's christmas um anyone who didn't have plans kind of fell into to our little nest and while i do think that ultimately you want to have the christmas meats on christmas like turkey and gammon i realized they don't oh. sell they don't sell gammon in australia or at least not widely say what um, they do christmas hams and it's not the same thing it's just not hmm. the same anyway yeah. so i i i decided to forego the headache of like overstressing my little oven i mean cook times on a turkey and a gammon are completely different so ugh. anyways um I just had a barbecue, a braai. A barbecue? So I, I couldn't exactly <laughs> screw that up, could I? No, not at all. But when you've got African, young you kids, can't. like meal had to be served at 12 noon. So I was... Oh, Lord. I, what time I did you lighting, start that fire? I was lighting fires at 10 a.m. to get the coals oh. nice and ready. Yes, so, you yeah, can tell was... they've never bride before, man. Yes. The only time <laughs> I've made a wait. fire... The only time I've made a fire at 10 a.m. is to like boil water for coffee, Xer. Exactly. So, this is Xer. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. <laughs> Guys, for our listeners out there, if you ever come to South Africa and you get to do a bride, just understand that the fire gets lit around 12, maybe 1, <laughs> but it must get, and you maintain its heat so that you can at least get through the rugby, you know, without having to worry about it too much. And then we hoy a little bit of meat on. So you're realistically looking at about five, maybe six o'clock that we actually eat. Because then by that time, everybody's already come to your house and they've brought you, uh, not brought you, but they've brought some potato salad. They've brought their own bloody meat that they want to throw on. It's a whole uh, spiel. Someone always so we brings don't do it a in the full bird chicken. And you're like, yes. oh my God, that's going to take and an hour. And potato salad. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Anyways, God. it was a raging success, and the orphans were very happy. <laughs> um, hey, Kim, Kim was Christmas a, a Kim. delight. Christmas Kim. Um, we had Venezuela, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Vietnam, South Africa, Singapore, all represented. It was delightful. Hey. And it ended up with a massive building of Elliot's um, Christmas Duplo. Uh, fortunately, we had a, a <laughs> five-year-old who powered through the whole thing while the the toddlers just gummed on bricks and then it all wound they're up based, in the I pool. Mean, they're holding him up, I'm sure. They were holding him up. <laughs> I mean, as, as any Christmas should end up, it, 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 it all end up, ended up in the pool. And I was so grateful that it did because I spent a good chunk of time sweeping that fucking place out. I mean, it was a state and I would have been so upset if no one went out there. Anyways, that was my Christmas. I fortunately got to hear about yours um, via the last episode. Well done holding the fort without me. Thanks, boys. Oh yeah, we did it. We managed. We managed. Yeah. We heard, and we heard all about our things we got for Christmas. What did you get? What, what's your new what? Christmas shit? Yeah. Oh man. Well, um, I did do a video if you wanted visual aids, but I suppose um, I've got some pictures here somewhere. I, I got prefer the my age oral. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I did get the <laughs> Python Conquest X30, which was sublime oh, thank you to jc he hooked up joel from order of battle pod uh, some months ago with uh, the ghost from star wars and i think in a, a, a quinjet um well jc's a, a a good buddy and he sent this literally on a slow boat from china 
but it got yeah. here before the big day and i had the joy of unboxing this thing and slightly less joyful stickering of it uh paul you've got the tiger rat that was also the the target exclusive yes released in 2013 and you warned me about this after you finished stickering her up that like these stickers suck Suck. (laughs) so bad bad. (laughs) they just do not inspire much confidence um the adhesive is bad um i had something strange happen to me like i did the whole ship while elliot was asleep and leaving the most crucial element of a python conquest for last can anyone venture a guess to what the most crucial element of a python conquest is the eyes thank you paul ding ding Mm. ding the eyes so the instruction sheet was bogus it had a few things wrong already so i learned not to trust it to my detriment because it actually was correct when it came to the eyes I flipped oh. the eyes. I was like, no, left needs to be on the right side. Right needs to be on the left side. And the whole time I had your voice in my head, Paul, saying, you don't want the eyes to not have enough of a slant to them because otherwise they look sleepy. Sleepy. <laughs> but but the, ti- the tiger force eyes are for mammals and the python patrol eyes are for snakes. And they should be like straighter because mm. they've got that like reptilian um slitted sort of eye iris uh, am i explaining myself correctly i yeah. I, I understand yeah, what the you're middle saying, of yeah. the eye yeah, it's different. so so in order for that to read correctly you need it to be along sort of a more flat plane mm. anyways i cocked up six love had the left on the right and the right on the left and guess who as i'd make this discovery guess who's waking up <laughs> oh no <laughs> So I don't want to like tell Kim. Listen, can you handle the kid right now? I'm playing with I've my got plane. Some <laughs> I've got like some crucial sticker placement to do. <laughs> so I got him out of bed, like got him out of his sleep sack, put him in the lounge, hoping that he'd just play with his Duplo. No, no, no. He's climbing my leg, and I'm like, I have to do something about the sticker now before like the adhesive, I don't know, marries any further to the plastic. <laughs> Like, this is my thought process. Like, strike while the iron's hot. If I'm going to do a peel and replace on these already shoddy stickers, i got to do it, like, yesterday. So I set about to do it. I even trimmed the edge that I peeled it from. And miracle of miracles, got it into the right position while he's climbing on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's skill, dude. But nice. then the shitty, like, top layer flips off. Like, you oh. know how- They've got like a sleeve, like a, a transparent. Uh, yeah, like, it's the UV coating. Ugh. Yes, so that that uh. flicked flicked clean off. Just I don't know, cracked right off the, the sticker. The it snake was shedding. Fortunately, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't take much of the print, so the print was intact. But I, I'm worried that it's now going to be exposed to the elements and go shitty. Will it, Paul? Uh, over time, yeah, it will. It will. It'll definitely get dirty and go yellow and stuff at some point. But dude, are we so talking like I years? I should put a clear piece of tape over it. No, yeah, that that nail, might help. Yeah. Nail, nail polish on it. Put some nail varnish on it. <laughs> only, like, oh god, only... Rob, if you want to eat through the plane. <laughs> no, 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 nail <laughs> varnish. No, he's Rob, gonna have Rob. like one, one like um cloudy eye. It's gonna be cool eventually. <laughs> that's that's what I'm worried about with the nail varnish. Um, uh, you could use an ac- an acrylic clear coat that you can get from a hobby store. 
I know um, Australia has a very good one called Hobbyco. <sighs> Hobbyco, if you're listening. Too extreme. Too extreme. Oh, yeah. Hobbyco. Sponsor us. Thanks. Yeah, that would be awesome. But uh, we're not a Gundam channel, so they won't. But they're cool. They really are cool, guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, can, you can use a, an acrylic clear coat that would actually work very well. I know some guys might even suggest uh, Future, uh, the floor polish to you as well. That's something, but I don't know what the Australian blend of that is like. So, yeah. Um, I've put um, like transparent tape over stickers that needed it in the past. And like stickers that were like lifting um, and the adhesive sucked. I put mm -hmm. like a piece of tape that was just slightly bigger than the dimensions of the sticker and that holds it down. Anyways. I'm going to move on from the Python Patrol Conquest. I did shoot a review. Feel free to check it out. Uh, it's on the channel. Did an unboxing. And once again, thank you, Jay, for sending it my way. But uh, that wasn't the only thing. If you remember, I was very big into Beast Wars and did uh, put in an offer for the original 1995 Optimus Primal. Yes. Yeah, so Ooh. got him. I got him. Hey, yeah, so Steven's man. showing it to showing him to us right now, live. Guys, the thing about Optimus Primes and Primal in this case, like they always are loaded with features, right? But the features mm -hmm. are peripheral parts, like add-on parts or uh, a trailer, as as mm. the case with probably ninety percent of the primes out there. When you've got a beast mode transformer, all of the features have to be integrated. They can't be a piece that's lying on the floor. So the genius of this toy is exactly how much stuff is crammed into it. I'm going to see if I can get this without leaving anything out. Um, shoulder cannons that are spring-loaded and flip forward. So, okay. so nice. That is crazy. And have spring-fire missiles in them. That store behind optimus prime's head in sort of the backpack area okay moving over to the left fist uh, come on camera don't fail me now riveting listening of course flips <laughs> out to be another spring fire missile launcher that uses the Whoa, same gorilla arm boner dude <laughs> it's extreme man it is it's so good. Hand just breaks apart and becomes a, a launcher as it should be um, the other fist, they don't skimp, hey? The other fist holds... Uh, I love how this um, is a toy that was made to be an awesome toy. You know, what does the other wow. fist hold? A mace. A mace with Dude, a very that's... distinctive head um, yes. or, or sort of ball. If you are a fan of the Kingdom line, you should yes. recognize this as one of the bony boys. Totally. Totally, it's his head. Yeah, I've got one of those. And um, yeah. More weapon storage. The back holds two blades. Oh, yes. Oh, I remember seeing that in the Toy Fair magazine. So well equipped. He's so yeah, good. He's gutted up. He's mad. And the blades, you can kind of either have them in, in each hand or you can kind of stick the one in the top of the fist and the other in the bottom of the fist to make kind of... Ooh, and then he, he like... Double blade. Rotates what? his fist. When things get hot, you can fan it cold. Well, he does style. have an action feature, which I haven't really been able to work out just yet. Nothing is terribly instructional, but like there's a tab on the back, a lever. And if you manipulate it, his arms do kind of either beat his chest or spin around. 
Um, hey. There's a myriad of switches that that I need to investigate, but this toy is freaking awesome. I'm sure I've left something out. Oh yeah, he's got this mutant face mask, which was a feature of early Beast Wars toys that had been yeah that like dropped. Oh dude, that is so cool. That has got to that's got to do. I, I'm telling you that has something to do with the Japanese Beast Wars comic or Beast Wars. I don't doubt it. Yeah, that's. But I love how that toy is just made to be played with. Like it's a it's a fun, oh, so crazy good. ass toy. It's got nothing to do with the show. It's just like really just a great toy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's got a lot to do with the show. The show was kind of a, a watered down departure from this. But like he definitely did have arm cannons in the show. Um, and look, yeah, as I say, like the features were there. The features, yeah, were there. the. The features are all there and present in the show to a lesser or greater degree. It's ironic that the first episode of Beast Wars that I watched after getting this guy in hand was called Guerrilla Warfare. And in it, Optimus Primal gets gets like a brain parasite and goes crazy, like it goes berserker. So he, it's the episode where he just, he just shows off all of his weaponry. Um, <laughs> Dinobot that makes the suggestion. Lucky. He's like... This 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 Autobot well, this Maximal is a machine of war. Let's just point him in the direction of the Predacon's base and let him go. <laughs> Which is precisely precisely what they do. What a sweet episode. Anyways, I'm Man. loving this toy and I'm gonna tip my hand already. Um my best non-GI Joe toy of twenty twenty one, Optimus Primal, all the way. Nice. Very, Great very toy. cool. Mm, a wish that was I suppose 20 years in the fulfilling and it's ironic that like i talked the seller down from 85 bucks to 65 um the reissue is now selling in big w at a clearance price of 55 dollars. so they've come down 30 dollars from 85 um so it's a bit cheaper in fact but it's still according to the reviews not that great hmm. you know where the original feels tight feels quality the remake, as is so often the sad case, like it's a little little loosey goosey, plastic quality and all that, joints on stuff, that sort of thing. Anyways, that's enough Transformer talk, I think. I think for now, but <laughs> unless you're gonna change change the, the agenda to Transformers, Pauli. Transformers. So I gotta say, mm-hmm. like, um, thankfully, and that's such a weird thing to say. I haven't bought anything or gotten anything new since Christmas. I. Whew, moving on then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no that's it's great there's nothing wrong with that at all <laughs> but know? i think this is a great opportunity to do a wrap-up on our halls of 2021 like what was your favorite acquisition be it joe be it non-joe um i know some folks have shown us in enormous generosity this year this year past um i'm almost gonna say let's let's hold off uh, nominating those as favorites because you know I, w- I wouldn't want to show favoritism. I mean, like for instance, I was sent from Range Viper Rob the Snake Eyes Double Zero classified, mm. the one with the like the ninja weapons and the, the mm. little oh my goodness, so beautiful. Um, but by the same token, I was sent a Starduster from Gary. So like, like <laughs> you can't level the playing field. These are amazing toys, all. But exactly. I will also have a special mention that in that box from gary came a toy that i had no idea i'd love as much as i do 
it has no reason rhyme or reason being this this cool but i really really dig the manta digged it the so much that uh I, I the first play motion we shot of 2021 cobra don't surf baby <laughs> showing it off love that toy it's cool how stuff like that surprises you hey like i know and and look this hasn't been everyone's experience of the manta i've been told that they fall apart very easily the one that Gary sent me must have been stock that was being sold later, is my suspicion. Because I think yeah. this thing was still like a, a premium that you could send away for like into the 90s. The plastic just feels very new and very untouched and very like, like you know how some Joe vehicles feel creaky. This feels mm. like, like fresh, like it's freshly minted, like everything feels kind of waxy and, and pliable. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's just my read of it. It's great fun, and I it holds together nicely, which isn't everyone's experience of it. Um, and I I loved playing playing with it that fateful day when Jinx took on Lamprey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, for me, twenty twenty one has been an exceptionally good GI Joe year, as far as toys go. Um, you know, having found so many local guys that sell gi joes being part of like a local whatsapp group uh, that has them uh you know and then also like being able to you know the one or two small purchases that i've done uh, overseas that are like sitting at bart's house <laughs> um currently and uh so it's kind of been like it's been a really great year for me for gi joe and i'll tell you why uh this year saw the arrival of a complete destro you know like a complete and very minty fresh fresh de destro a cobra claw came my way which i absolutely love um a cobra the original snake armor which is the cool white snake armor uh, is something that arrived and came my way which also really dig a ram cycle uh also vintage these are like great you know toys that have come my way um and then I mean, that's just to mention a few uh, of, of what found its way to me. But one of my absolute favorites uh, that arrived this year has been low lights gear. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Like, I know I've mentioned this a lot, but like having this really cool figure in my hand for a long time without its gear that was uh, gifted to me by Jim Godfrey quite a while back. Um, to finally have its gear and have him as a complete figure really elevated it beyond just being a cool sculpt it, it just took it to being quite a great toy and and one of my favorites for this year but it's actually not my absolute favorite joe purchase this year my absolute favorite joe purchase this year is this guy <laughs> if you told me in the beginning of this year somebody would be like peddling off an outback and that i would Tuck have him force. i'd be like whatever mm -hmm. you know yeah tiger force outback it's just too cool like there's no way i thought i would get this fit and i actually wrote this figure off i think in our most wanted uh episode i think i sort of just put this up there as like oh it'll be cool if it comes my way you know but i don't think it's gonna and here it is and um if you listen to the last episode uh that's two at uh, 230 you'll know that it was quite an experience i mean managed to you know celia and i went to centurion which was quite a long drive and like i said i got this thing in my hands i knew it was there and my hands were shaking <laughs> the guy that sold it to me was absolutely awesome he was such a, a great seller he was so cool about how he dealt with it you know like how, how we did the transaction he just sort of went hey you like tiger force right and i'm like yeah i love tiger force he's like 
oh, what would be, what would you offer me for like a Tiger Force Outback? So I sent him an offer and um, he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll think about it. And I, and then I even said like, listen, dude, it's going to come to a good home. Like it, I mean, what I love Tiger Force. Um, I offered him 900 for starters. Hmm. Yeah. Very good. And then um, he played like, he was like really cool. And he's like, I just want to think about it and stuff. And I was like, no problem. Then I sent him a message uh, the following day to say, listen, um, I don't want you to feel like I'm lowballing you or whatever. I'm going to take it up to one, two, but I can't go higher than that. Um, and he's like, shit, dude. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's perfect. That's cool. But uh, hold on. I'm just busy thinking. I'm like, no, no problem. I don't want to rush you. And then he sends me a message much later to go. Yeah. I had to let you sweat a bit. You were going to get it from the beginning anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. How can I get it to you? And I'm like, well, I know, I believe that you're in Joburg or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, how close? He's like Centurion. I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm there to yeah, exactly. Get in the car. Yeah. See you. Let's go. We're um, going. That is 900 uh, or 1,200 South African is 75 US. This is for a Tiger Force Outback with web gear, backpack, flashlight, the correct Unbroken one. Unbroken crotch. Unbroken I was crotch. leaving that for last, but yes, he's in possession <laughs> of his dick. Uh, he just has a, a strap missing from the, the machine gun, which yeah. to my mind, like, I prefer not to Looks be present. Better. Mauler Joe said it in the comment thread, but uh, absolutely, it's it, it's able to be used without the strap. If you had the mm. strap there, you can't really pose him correctly because you've got a semi-rigid plastic strap, you know, inhibiting his forearm. Uh, it's either going to be on one side or the other, mm. and it's probably going to be on the outside of the forearm, which always looks naff. When yeah, you have a strap there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. And, it, and also something cool to mention, I mean, it seems like your outback and my outback are the same with the gun, which is pretty cool, you know, so. Yes, yeah, that, oh. that is pretty cool. I'd, I'd rather stockpile oh. guns with no straps, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he did come with a bum knee for anybody who listened to the last episode. He's um, his right knee. Last episode. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> his right knee, um, the left knee here on the image. Uh, or the knee on the left hand side uh it was completely frozen the joint was completely frozen like so I was mine yeah but i <laughs> had a less invasive uh, method i actually just added oil and that freed unfroze it because i'm i'm loath to t no i did take the thigh apart took the thigh apart worked it off the the pin and just oiled it up i didn't sand anything or buff anything my Anyways. logic here you snapped quickly. it. No, my logic here was I wasn't going to try and bend it while it was still connected to the thigh because my my thinking was like, hey, if I break the knee, I can fix that. If it breaks something on the thigh, I can't fix that. Well, I mm. can't. It's going to bug me. So I unscrewed the thigh and, and made it as safe as I could. Uh, yes. Did you yeah. break it while trying to work the, yes. the knee, yeah. the, the, the lower half of the leg off the pin? Yes. Yeah, that's that's where it broke, or that's when it broke, and thankfully it left a Noob. very very small cavity. <laughs> no, I I've done it successfully before on many other figures, but this one, when I tell you guys that this was glued, I uh, I can well not glued, but it was like so frozen that I actually feel like this was a defect, because there was no, even when I drilled the hole through the knee to create um to create a post a hole for the post to go through. Even when I was drilling a hole, 
nothing came loose. You know, sometimes when you're dr drilling into something very carefully, I might add, you know, sometimes you get that little bit of play and then that little piece can move, you know, if you think about it, like it would start moving with your rotating motion. And it didn't do that. It was it was mm. almost few. Like when I looked at it, it looked fused. So I think that th there's a high possibility that straight out of the packaging, I don't think this figure has ever had its knee bent until. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the sad. I mean, you, that's the, the thing. The tiger print on yours is perfect. There's been right? no play on that very intricate design. So hats off to you, Paul. You have a mint Tiger Force art pack. Have fun with that. <laughs> Yay! And it's got a ninja the, kicking action. <laughs> the knowledge that you have, Tiger Force Outback, in that condition with a dick, has all of a sudden made me very reckless with mine. I'm like, G.I. <laughs> Joeberg has one. So now I, I'm free. I, like once, once you snap Dobby your dick free. off, you're truly free, my friends. Because <laughs> I, I just can't put this toy down now. I'm like, I, I have now got license to just... We've gotten your your top G.I. Joe of 2021. Rob, your top 2021 G.I. Joe. I'm going to guess his countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Considering, yeah, he was my one and only. Um, but even if he hadn't been, I think he probably would have still been my number one. He's an awesome figure. I'm glad to own him. Um, he just looks so good. Um, mm. uh, he looks fantastic. <laughs> You were actually pricing him out. You, I mean, it wasn't. It was a very easy Christmas gift to give because you had mentioned him on a previous podcast. What yeah, was no, the right I, I Countdown? Started... I don't know. It's just I've, I've always liked Countdown. I mean, I think hmm. it's you know I kind of personalized him myself. I mean, you know, I had a story for him before I, I knew exactly who he was. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's you and L, you were working on that <laughs> stereotype. It's his skin color is just so different. It feels he if he doesn't. I feel like he really is Indian, but anyway, that's you mm. know neither here nor there. Um, A lot of positive yeah, comments there, by the way, on the last uh, episode <laughs> regarding regarding old countdown. Well, that's good. So, a with a name like figure. David Dubosky. I'm pretty sure he's more likely to invite you around for Shabbat instead of um, <laughs> or Kari or something. I don't hello. know. Instead of Diwali or something. So hello. But also, way to go! Like you know, like I never, I've never thought of him as being Indian. So for me, like I that, don't know, it, it's just you guys have changed is, that he, in my mind. He feels, I mean, maybe it's just really pale, but like his skin, his skin tone is very different from other GI Joes. Like I don't think there's another GI Joe that has his skin tone. Mm. Yeah, it could be. I mean, okay. he spends so much time in his his suit. You know, he kind of doesn't get any sunlight. So he's very pale, uh, but it's almost like a deathly pale. Um, no, I, I don't know. I I'd go the other way. I think he's got kind of a walnut complexion. Yeah, yeah, but it, it feels a like deeper. a white. It, it, but yeah, it's deep, but it's. I can't explain it. I mean, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is why you have to, to GI Joburg. You have to experience it for yourself. Exactly. Rob, if I wasn't like recording a podcast tonight, I would be watching Matrix. Ah. I, have to, I have to give it a chance. I think uh, no. I think you should. I mean, I've I've since watched. I mean, I still hate it, but I've since watched a couple <laughs> of reviews. 
and I can kind of see where people can appreciate it. Um, it, it go, if you go into it, I don't know, you can appreciate it for maybe what they're trying to do, but not as a good movie. Mm. You can kind of, Look, you can go like, you can, it's like a meta thing. You can be like, oh, okay, I see what they're Mark, doing there. Mark Kermode of the BBC is kind of my go-to for non-spoiler reviews. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I will align with his view that like, it has a an interesting concept that would have made for a great short film. But of course, once that premise is on the table and it just has to become a Matrix movie from then, then onwards, you know, an action film, uh, that's yeah, when it kind of falls flat. Yeah. But I think so you I'm, also I'm, find... I'm in it for the first act. I'll be, I'll be there riveted. Like, how yeah, that's are they the doing thing. I mean, I think people, I think it, it is. It feels like it's two different movies. You know, there's the first half where they, you're kind of exploring like how they're here. You know what's happened since then and what is this what is this life that he's in now and how does this work and then obviously then the second half is him doing whatever he you know is the matrix part of it um you know that type of movie yeah i i, I would agree with that but um i did see a better movie i uh, that mm. i enjoyed immensely um you know you just go into it you turn your brain off and it's it's a fantastic movie and that is spider-man no way home Excellent. i I'm glad you brought that up. Before I forget, <laughs> you're absolutely, I'm going to leave everyone on tenterhooks wondering what your opinion is about to be. And I just want to say, Tim Wilde, I think I've seen him in the chats. Also, um, awesome host of Saints on Cinema. Had me round for his Spider-Man No Way Home uh, review discussion. Nice. It's, it's a, I had a great time. Um, and I would suggest anyone who w wants to know what the hell a G.I. Joe guy has to say about this other movie, um, <laughs> scroll on down to the, the, the description to this podcast and uh, uh, the link will be there. Well, I'll, but, I'll definitely Rob, be... be <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. It, 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 was, it was definitely... It, it's, a, it's just like any other Marvel movie. It's very... I think you're right. It's very dumb, oh, but yeah. it's entertainingly so. You know, it's it's, it's not about the actual structure of what's happening. It's it's what they've chosen to incorporate into the movie. The reasons for why the, the elements are there, it doesn't matter. It's just that they are yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't even bother trying to explain it any more than the peripheral, because th what this movie is doing in a very, very blunt, you know, dumb sense is is getting the maximum number of meat on the seat <laughs> with, with just a wow factor but like don't don't think about it too much you know yeah no never think too much about it but i mean in the moment i mean as it is with most modern movies over the last what's seven eight nine i don't know ten years it is meant to keep you entertained in the moment it, you mm. know you, you're supposed to leave mm. the cinema going ah oh, that was fantastic you're like wow just don't think or too much afterwards. Perhaps but in, in the, the moment, most it is. cynical sense, in the most cynical sense, like it's supposed to, like for someone like me, remind me that it was worth the price of admission at least once or twice, maybe three times over. Like, yeah. I don't feel cheated by this movie. I don't feel angry. I'm just like, yeah, that was, that was worth it. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, I would definitely say so. And it also was the first film I've seen since um, since COVID, and mm. I, I, I gotta say, Stair Kinical, our local um, cinema chain here, they they do a very good job. Everything is very clean. the The methods of getting the tickets were very straightforward. Um, getting your snacks, you basically book everything beforehand on the website. Yeah, 
I mean, obviously, it kind of limits options when you're trying to choose like snacks and things. It's like it's large combo or regular combo. <laughs> you know, so you, there's no choice that. there. I can't, I can't go with my smaller cool drink and and a big popcorn, which is what I always used to do. I had to get the bloody big, um, you know, a cream soda in honor of Stephen <laughs> oh. and my large popcorn. But yeah, God. very well, still well run. They did a really good nice. job, and and generally people. Keep, I think everyone still did their spacing. I mean, which is, you know, is appropriate. Oh, thank um, goodness for that. I remember seeing Tenet last year, or not the year before last. And this was back when they were still spacing everyone out in the theater. Mm. But these plonkers just decided to sit next to me anyways. It's like, no, I booked the seat and it yeah. blocked out all the seats around it. And this asshole wants to sit you right next sit to oh my god I can't in an it. empty theater i thought maybe this guy's just <laughs> trolling me he's like he's all of a sudden gonna start coughing really loudly in my oh, direction no <laughs> what a chop but guys. thankfully yeah, people kept in themselves or if they were together like couples they would still sit next to each other but i mean they didn't compromise other people you. near them yeah exactly they, yeah. they stayed on their island so to yeah speak. exactly and while I'm we're on the topic of person. live cinema experience um saw dune loved it thought that the scale of it was thank epic god. just so good um <laughs> paul's like really thank god you liked a sci-fi movie finally <laughs> <laughs> but um as uh -oh. i was sort of sitting down um i noticed a gaggle of about half a dozen 20 something girls early 20 somethings walking in oh. and i was like oh shit i was actually talking to railroad from bergforce um on facebook chats and i mentioned this to him and i said god what are they here for must be <laughs> momoa and he was like nah charlemagne's also got his following but i i then shot back with like i hope the bass on the soundtrack is able to drown them out <laughs> which darren bless him he says oh it will <laughs> <laughs> I was not disappointed. Oh, it was, it was, oh, so good. Jeez, such a cool movie. Oh and <laughs> just like, man, I don't want to drone on about it, but <laughs> we're at at a stage where photo real computer imagery, it's it's indistinguishable. Like everything has weight, and it has incredible like like fidelity in terms of the lighting conditions that you find on. Arrakis like the first time they spark up an ornithopter they make a yeah. meal of it cinematically and just the weight of those wings like starting up and starting to move and starting to gyrate and like if you don't know what an ornithopter looks like think about how a dragonfly the insect not the G.I. Joe vehicle how <laughs> that works and if you scale that up to you know allow for a crew and some passengers like just how incredible that machine would look as it starts up. Oh, so good. So, so bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> and on the topic of dunes, Kim's got us starting to watch Doctor Fucking Who. <laughs> hey, Can I I'm gonna us. hijack I'm gonna hijack some airtime quickly because I need it. <laughs> I've got a very question a very important movie related I question to a ask. Podcast. And so, oh, by the way, Rob, I'm yes. going to guess that your your favorite non-G.I. Joe toy, I'm not even going to say toy, thing of 2021 was your Jack from The Shining. Your Funko Pop. Oh, absolutely. Dead yes, Jack. That's... Okay. 
Yes, that was still, my favorite still Jar Jar toy. Uh, still, still <laughs> know my friend. <laughs> yes, Paul. Well, over to you. you. Paid attention. Well, I I want to ask um, you guys, the members of the Bergforce in our live chat, and then also please put it down in the comments. So when I went to go watch um, Afterlife, that's Ghostbusters. I was with um, Celia, of course, and then my assistant Ruby. She came with us because she also really loves Ghostbusters, and it was fun. It was like a family outing. Anyway, so we get to the concession stand to go and buy drinks because New Metro does allow you to order all, the, all of that stuff ahead of time. But I like to play it old school personally. And so we're standing in the queue, and we're getting our things. And you know, as you do, you know, you're like. Okay, my love, what do you want to get? You know, and she's like, oh, I want a large slush puppy. And I'm like, do you want popcorn? She's like, yeah, I totally like to get some popcorn. I'm like, no problem. And then I order my my spiel, which is like large Coke, and large popcorn, etc. And then Ruby is like, you know, she also wants like a slush puppy and some popcorn. You know, no problem. Wait, who's then. Ruby? Ruby is my assistant. Um, yeah. Hey. So like, that's, oh, no, no, that's it's fine. Double dipping, bro. No, man. No, no. Just it was like a treat for her. Shame. I mean, she's been working like really <laughs> super hard. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, she'd been working you, really you, super hard and stuff with us. You, and it was hate her, don't you? Yeah, of course. But I mean, it's just it's a cool thing. I mean, she'd, we'd been working, like, super, super hard. She'd been oh, kicking ass. And it was just a way to just say thank you, whatever. It's just like a thing. And also, she just wanted to come out and watch movies with us because she doesn't really get, you know, she doesn't have other friends. I mean, she is also regarded as a friend. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I don't want to get into... Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into that. That side of it is like, whatever. And then Celia is like... Oh, I want to get a box of Astros. And dudes, in South Africa, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same in most parts of the world, my knee-jerk reaction to her asking for a box of Astros was like, no. <laughs> and yeah. she like looks at me, I'm like, no, not here. It's 60 Rand. It's 60 sure. Rand. It's That's almost half the price of the movie ticket, okay? You know, so I'm like, oh, so she's like, oh, shit. I'm like, what has she done? I'm like... So I was like, I don't want to be like that guy in front of the poor lady behind the, the counter. I just like sort of lean in and I'm just like, you, um, you can go, we can go and get them for you from Ryan. game or Dion's or I mean game or pick and pay or something. And she's like, oh, okay. Why? I'm like, cause they're 60 fucking right. <laughs> oh, no, I want to know, am I wrong? Am I being like, like terribly thrifty? Like, what? well, I've got to almost hijack your hijack and just say like, Look at me, third world country boy, living in Australia now. Like, I mean, six dollars for a box of candied treats uh, would be a deal. <laughs> Let me just tell you, be probably yeah, closer to ten. Yeah, 10 bucks. for sure. But I mean, like sixty bucks. I mean, that's 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 like a. I don't even know. That's like a proper it's meal. It's a McDonald's meal. Meal for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. Yeah. For a little box of like candy treats. No, for sure, did I? I gotta say you made the right decision. Yeah. Shot because like okay, to be fair, she didn't get upset or angry or anything with me. I just feel bad, like upon self reflection here. I was just like, shit, maybe I was a bit like too quick on the trigger with that one. Cause I even said to her, I'm like, listen, we'll go buy you like three boxes of Astros from like wherever, but <laughs> <laughs> then at least we can take two home, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. God. I mean, never mind the fact that we had made like a small little swing past the Krispy Kreme to go and get a set of the Ghostbusters donut to really make a meal out of this this event that was watching <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, of course. The whole hog. How could you not enjoy the film? I mean, like, right? You just all hype, bro. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I just <laughs> wish that we got that cool Slimer, um, 
uh you know like the cup like all the other like regions got like these really cool cups for the cinema for for ghostbusters like this slimer oh no way so we didn't yeah it really annoys me that we don't get shit like that anyway enough of that i hijacked that and if anybody's keen just before we move on to steve's very cool story about doctor who uh and i don't (laughs) want to labor this on too hard but this was my favorite toy of 2020 one that was non-Joe related that I bought. Hey. It was, of course, Hot Rod. <laughs> Transformers Studio Hot Rod. Um, nice. This has been such a great, great toy. Um, there's been no other Transformers that a uh, Transformer figure that I've bought that's quite trumped this. Um, this has been the highlight. Um, and I've got to say, Waspinator came close, but this is too cool. I really feel, uh, feel like I got bang for my buck when I got this guy. I finally got what I feel is a definitive hot rod without having to buy a masterpiece. And that makes me very happy. And just so you guys know, he did go up against the Super 7 Ultimate Ninja Turtles, of which I managed to get a Metalhead this year and Rocksteady, as well as April. And he beat them out. So, yeah, that's saying something about this little toy. And I suppose it doesn't hurt the fact that I bought this in a Toys R Us physically. I went in, saw it, had that reaction mold over it for about a week and a half and went back and bought one and was very pleased with my purchase so if anybody cares about what my best toy of this year was well looks like Stephen and i are in the same camp transformers was our best non-joe uh, non-joe toy this year that we bought for ourselves <laughs> anyway mm. and tiger force outback is probably our best joe toy um the the, the runner-up for me would have been version 1.5 snake eyes Man, what a mystique. I immediately shot a review about that guy. Check it out if you haven't already. But, man, beautiful toy. Now. Got him from a douchebag of a seller. Oof. Boy, what, a, Oof. What, a, what an absolute debacle. The guy, it was a, it was a low starting bid. Um, and I decided to roll the dice. It was an uncontested bid. So clearly the writing wasn't on the, on the wall. This guy was dodgy. When it eventually arrived, yeah, it was fucked. It had... A back screw that had been that the head had been drilled off, um, so it wasn't going anywhere. It had been overturned, so he had a third nipple in the center of his chest. Um, he was a mess. So I sent this back with my deep annoyance. Um, and a week later, he was selling another one. And these things never come up eBay Australia. So I I rolled the dice for a second time, and I thought I I, I must be a sucker for punishment. But this one turned out to be A-OK. However, um, I've been following this story very closely. And if you have been a, a regular listener of G.I. Joburg, so have you. The guy tried to peddle the busted one on eBay and succeeded. In fact, he succeeded so well that he schneid the winning bidder. Um, who then, well, he, he, he must have sold it to the losing bidder. Uh, for a price that um, that he just could not refuse, but he got burned because he got some negative feedback for that stunt. <laughs> Revolting seller! I won the auction fair and square, and another buyer makes him an offer outside of eBay, so he cancels my purchase and sells it elsewhere. No discussion, nothing. All buyers beware! Don't even waste your time on this person's listing. You probably won't even receive the item if you win. <sighs> Justice is served, my friends, and I didn't have to do it. Because <laughs> as the you recall, I was teetering harmony. on the brink, the brink of like, like giving him negative feedback because he had got a hundred percent feedback score to that point, and I'm like, how is this possible? 
<laughs> this guy's a dud, big time. He's a absolute douchebag. must feel they must feel quite vindicating in a lot of ways. Like uh, you didn't it's... have to do anything, and you were mulling it over. And actually, you were definitely not in the wrong. I know that at one point you thought maybe maybe you had done 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 the wrong thing, but you hadn't. So yes, nice. <laughs> Well, I Good mean, you know, if, if you're going to, it's obviously, it's a behavior on this guy's part that, that, that he, that it's, oh, he it's just wants to con people. Lot. Totally. It's something he does a lot and he had, he got what's coming to him, hopefully, you know, I mean, if you're going to act like that, you just, you should expect consequences. Unfortunately, just be a decent person, you know? Yeah. Be, a, that be a nice asshole, not an asshole, asshole. Exactly. So while 2021 <laughs> gave me uh, some cool toys, of course, reams and reams of toys. I mean, like I got my first scoop this year. Like I was going back through the annals of time. Like I got my first um, 1988 Storm Shadow this year. I got my first complete Desert Scorpion. Like there's some great toys that I found that went to my possession this year. Um, I did also find myself a son. Uh, and <laughs> coolest coolest toy of all guys he's my playmate he's my guy he's rad um he's and rad. let me also take a moment to uh just celebrate the fact that rob re-entered my life in 2021 after a, oh. a year long um mia and yeah no i mean it timed very sweetly like listeners to the podcast uh, long time listeners if you go back in and check the tapes, I mean, it was last year that it happened. Um, and, mm. and it almost marked a year to the day that uh, Rob was absent. So thank you, Rob. 2021 Welcome. gave me my friend. I'm glad back. I helped. Yeah, we got I Robbie make back. 2021 better for you. We've got another scoop. Anyways. Hey. Enough <laughs> of the schmaltzy stuff. Um, watching Wee Doctor Who says season 11. Um, Episode number two, they're walking, they, they crash land on this hostile planet. No, it's not a hostile planet, my friends. These dunes, the second they showed the dunes that are flashing on the screen now, I was like, <laughs> I know that location. I spent a couple of days on that location. Uh, hey. That is the location we shot Blazing Sand, the, the uh, initial episode. A much and better story than this, this episode. Yeah, You didn't dig it. Who. I'm sorry well, to Robert, say. Have you watched on? Have you watched the cameos by like local South African actors? Friends I did of mine? see some of them. Yeah, for sure, yeah. did. And there are oh, there is an episode filmed in Cape Town. I mean, they filmed it at yes. the um that little uh, company hotel gardens. bar place. Yeah, company oh. gardens and at that little hotel just on off Ruland Street in Cape Town. Couldn't believe my eyes when yeah, the Kimberley Hotel, I think it was. Um, yes. I couldn't believe my eyes when old Richard Lothian is playing a racist. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes he's just had a baby actually anyways enough small hey talk. congrats um, to him but just I, in case you didn't recognize this piece. as being the dunes of atlantis out in the the northern suburbs of of, of cape town they flip the camera around in the very next uh, shot and what's in the background hiding in plain sight table mountain the they mountain bother to frame it out table or is there like mountain. <laughs> Or as I like to say it in Cape Town, the mountain. This yeah, is a natural wonder of the world, I'll have you know. Yeah. Since that uh, exactly. You see? You see? Listen. <laughs> yeah. Cape Town committed, except living don't in Australia. Get don't get between me. a Cape Townian and his mountain. <laughs> 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 
Oh, dude, I love oh. it. I love that you love Cape Town like that. It's good. I think I've cleared the slate for the <laughs> the introductory rounds, gents. Oh, Book of Boba Fett. God, how is it that the show, like, does not understand the appeal of a character at all? That's all I I'll say about that. Yet. I, it, I, it, it is yes. exactly what I expected to be. I mean, we already knew which direction things were going based on the way Mandalorian ended. But like, and while we're on the topic, and I know I'm going to be accused of body shaming at this point, but hear me out. I have a point. Boba Fett is a character such that his silhouette when he's armored up is far more important than what his face looks like. Let that sink in. If you've got an actor who's thick set, he will not look like Boba Fett. Like, I almost don't care what's under the mask. I want him to cut that same figure that is recognizable as Boba Fett. Anyways, this is sounding like a personal attack. It's just something that occurred to me that, like, this is way off anyone's real conception of what the Boba Fett character is. It's, mm. it's in a lesser degree, kind of like Mark Hamill's take on the character he played in The Last Jedi. He's like, this isn't Luke. <laughs> this is somebody else. Anyway. Yeah, I kind of feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. So like, I will watch with morbid curiosity, but I, I knew from the off that we weren't going to get a ruthless, calculating, fearsome bounty hunter. We're going to get a, what, a crime boss? just sauntering through the streets of Mos Espa and having very, very lazy fight choreography with some Night Creeper-looking dudes before they tear off and do some parkour. Yes, guys, parkour in Star Wars is <laughs> jarring, man. It takes me out. In fact, when I see parkour I don't mind anywhere, if Jedi do it. Mm, uh, no, look, I'm, 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 I'm cool with it with Jedi do it. I mind, I mind when Flint does it. I mind... Anytime I see parkour, because it's not practical, it's just cool. It looks cool. It, it's a cool, acrobatic, expressive way of traversing open spaces. But I think it's 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 very self-aware. It's very like, look at me, we're doing cool tricks. Uh, yeah, it's not a way of a getting place. from A to B. It's more a, a way of overcoming obstacles, I think, in general, at least from mm -hmm. what I've seen in parkour. It's like you see a wall, you want to figure out how to get to the top there, or you want to get down from a rooftop, or you want to go through something. Um, it's it's not about a continuous travel, essentially. You know, you, you don't incorporate it into how you're getting to some place. It's not like Assassin's Creed, you know, where Look, like you can literally... Edge. Traverse Aura's Edge yeah, or yeah. Batman uh, Arkham Asylum or something like that, Arkham City, where you know Batman's trying to get across a city and he's doing it by climbing buildings, shooting across things, and flying. Yeah, no, I, I, I get your point, Stephen. It's more of a, it's a short offy thing rather than a way of actually getting somewhere. If nothing else, it just breaks <clears throat> me out. It mm. breaks me out of the suspension of disbelief that this is a galaxy far, far away. And a long time ago, you know, like it's just, it's too current Earth 2021. What is hot? What is happening? What is cool? 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, the, the, uh, I will watch on with morbid curiosity, but my heart's not in this show. Um, 
Yeah, man. Sorry. They, they really, really need to acquaint themselves with what made Boba Fett cool. Because it's not evident in any of this. We haven't even seen Slave 1 yet. They can't even call it that. And there's the most bloodless fight you, you're ever likely to see in a Star Wars movie or show with this, like, brutal-looking beast. But it's like, okay, wh when's it going to chomp, chomp someone's head off? When, when are we going to see some gore? Nope. <laughs> Disney's calling the shots now, guys. Have fun with that. Um, on, the, on the topic of cool shit to watch this year, <laughs> um, I caught Cobra Kai. The, the latest oh, season. the new season. Absolutely loved it. Really like what they try to do with the show. Um, Did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show up? No, no. But oh, hey, here's hoping. No. here's hoping. They had those crossover action figures. They're still selling them. I could pick you up some, Paul. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about those. I'm like, I, I really dig the concept. But I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, as far as karate guys go, I only want Johnny Lawrence because I dig Johnny. He's cool. Um, which is so weird to say, <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm scared because that, that's also, that's a slippery slope because I'd have to get all four sets, you know, <laughs> so I have all the turtles. Um, but, uh, I gotta say, dude, the show is, is, is great. I liked it. Listen, there are a few things that they've done that might maybe annoy people who maybe feel a little bit, or a bit sensitive. I don't want to say to woke culture, but the, the thing that I do like about this season is that they have definitely considered inc uh, inclusivity a little bit more, but in a clever way, in a way that I feel is not in your face, very palette uh, and very smart. Like the way they've they've actually dealt with that is very good. Um, but that, that I'm just those are just like whatever's now that I can get past the sort of disclaimers. Really great show. Great to see the the bad guys being bad guys. Um, cool to see our heroes struggling and and dealing with their own issues. Um, in a more mature way, because these characters are growing, which is great to see. Uh, anyway, go and check it out. I'm sure most people who are listening to this podcast already have, because it's Cobra freaking Kai, <laughs> and it's awesome, and uh, probably one of the more enjoyable things I've watched recently. Also, watch something. I don't know if you guys would be keen on this. It's called Arcane. Uh, I'm not a fan at all of League of Legends, although I do love the character design, um, but Arcane is a sort of a CG, well, I, I'm just going to call it an animated show that's uh, based off the League of Legends lore. And the League of Legends has actually got some really deep lore to it. And it makes for a great TV show. And I'm very nervous about TV watching show. this show because <laughs> I've seen the action figures and they're 1 to 18 scale. And if Ooh. I see this show, I might want to buy them. Yeah, you might because there's some, there's some cool shit in that, in that show. And it's pretty yeah. as hell. Um, yeah, Bot, Bot uh, doesn't dig it. Didn't enjoy it. He's like, Arcane was crap. Got halfway through and turned it off. I get that. Yeah, um, Bot doesn't like the Tom Shirley Transformers versus G.I. Joe. So what does he know? <laughs> <laughs> but Suck in all it, fairness, Bot. Chair Force. Like, it took me a while to get, uh, to get to a point. Where, like, I thought it was good. And then it gets to a point where it's like, wow, this is actually really great. Well, and then I enjoyed it. I don't think it's the best thing I've watched ever, but it's definitely one of the highlights of last year um, because it came out last year and I was holding off watching it for a while. So I eventually did. Also got Celia hooked on Orange is the New Black. So she's been <laughs> binging no, 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 We're not going down this again, Paul. This is the third podcast on which you've mentioned that show. Come on. It's a good show. He wants everyone show. to watch it with him. 
Let's get I've back. Watch the whole thing. Back I'm, it's to toys. No, we, <laughs> we just started watching Breaking Bad. That's a rabbit hole as well. But um, have your wish lists, your top five items, uh, shifted at all? I mean, I've knocked three of my top five off, so I've got three slots opened up. Uh, yeah, I can't I... quite think of what I want. Maybe a Tiger Force Tiger Paw, because it was the first GI Joe vehicle I ever got. And it and looks great with Outback. You know it. <laughs> got a full yeah. Now that he doesn't have a dick, like I have no problems with like like splaying his legs out. Not on, the like, a... <laughs> Exactly, Paul. You you're trapped. You're trapped in the way. I can only put him in the and I can only put him in the tiger sting or the tiger fly or the tiger rat. And never tiger like, pose him too aggressively because you know that crotch is gonna track work. Track <laughs> Quack record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Rob, that crotch has got, got a dodgy track 20, record. 2022 wish list items? I think mine's still... I mean, I didn't get any... I don't think I got any of them from 2021. You so I think it's... got Ice Cream Soldier. He's just with me. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Well, maybe still I'll... for that I'll, script, I'll put, by the way. I'll, oh, I'll get there, you know. I was going to say next year, but um, I can't say that anymore. We're here so now. It's actually 2022. <laughs> Soon, you could soon. say I'm, next year. I've... You'd just be giving yourself 365 <laughs> days lead time. I don't know if I can nah, wait that long. No, no, no. I've, I've finally come up with a... I, yeah, we brainstormed a bit a while ago, um, me and, and some of the, the Joe Burgers, and I, I have the concept, and it's just brewing in my head, and I just want it to come to a boil, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pump it out. I'm not the best nice. when it comes to writing pump stuff it out. down. So. Pump it out. But you uh, write I'll, so I'll well, Rob. So if, I I hope that motivates you because your your it's, writing it's, is good. It's, it's coming, it's coming. I promise. Does it's, it make it easier along. if I say I enjoy your writing? Oh, <laughs> yeah. so, that, that's so no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's so much pressure. But I think yeah, I think it stays pretty strong. I mean, yeah, you know, as we're wrapping up, um, I think all the things I wanted last year are still things I want this year. It's it's we only. Two days into the new year, as we're recording this, my, my tastes have not changed that dramatically yet. Well, you wanted a, a, a Scarlet V1.5, but it does occur to me that by owning the straight arm Scarlet, you've got a G.I. Joe in your possession that is turning 40 this year. Hey. Ah. Paul, do you, good, own any Joes? do you own any Joes that are turning 40 this year? I do. I have a Steeler, actually. Oh, straight arm Steeler? I have straight a straight arm Steeler. Steeler. Yeah. Wow. What? Is it? When, when no, the hell wait. did you get that? I got that as part when Greg um, sent me the Terradrome. That Amazing. was in a mess of figures there. Yeah. So I just want to make sure it's a Steeler. I keep pulling it Steeler. Maybe it's just because I like Pittsburgh so much because of a certain Pittsburghian Berg <laughs> Force member. But um, I do want to check. It might be one of the other guys that looks just like him. Yeah. Yeah. I've got straight arm breaker, so that's that's cool. Maybe we should rejig our avatars to be our our forty year old selves for this year. (laughs) God, but mine looks like Odo. That's very appropriate. I love it. (laughs) You know, mine mine Um, looks like a bearded Odo. So what you gonna do? Oh man, mine's the best looking. Yeah, keep telling yourself yours is a red-headed Odo. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra melty. Oh man. Now, eighty-two, like, yeah. 
It's scary oh. to think. Actually, wow, that's a whole podcast uh, in and of itself is the 40th mm. anniversary of G.I. Joe. Okay. Like, it's coming. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Episode 400. Guys, we'll, we'll get I there. have a quick question. Um, well, mainly, mainly pointed at Paul, but when Uh-oh. you're blowing out candles on a birthday cake, it was Kim's birthday recently. Happy birthday, Kim. Um, hey, do you do you exclaim after the candles have been blown out if any of them stay lit? Oh, five girlfriends, three girlfriends, whatever. However many numbers, however many candles are still burning, is the number of girlfriends or boyfriends that you teased about having. Hey, yeah. this is no, just a Cape Town yeah, thing. That's the thing. Maybe oh, it's a Cape Town thing. Never experienced that ever. What? I have. Yeah. All the time. I mean, that's not even just at Stephen. I mean, if I went to other birthday parties, you know. Ooh, For me, it's always like, oh, girlfriends. Paul, why did you spit on the cake? It's like, oh, mine. <laughs> mine. Well, this <laughs> no, I'm joking. Is, this is news Never to me. It didn't even travel as far as Johannesburg. Hey, Rob, yeah. does that just yeah, blow your mind? It's a Kryptonian thing. It is. It's crazy, actually, you know how disconnected the two places are. Yeah. Uh, it was news to me when I was like teasing Kim about it, like, oh, no boyfriends. She's like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Come again? Now you've made it a thing. Like, it's a thing. It is a thing. It's a South African. It's a Cape Tonianism. And something else that I was reminded of recently. Hey, Rob, we suffered through that shit show called Dreamcatcher. Why? Uh, hey, yeah. Why? Because at the start of it, it had uh, the final flight of the Osiris, I think it was called. That that short that was put onto the Animatrix, so yes. Matri- oh, yes. Matrix yeah. fever was hardcore in two thousand three. It was everywhere. Like we were going to see shitty Steven Spielberg, not Steven Spielberg. Um, Stephen what's the King. Name of- Stephen King. Stephen King. King. The other Stephen. Um, good book. Just though. just to watch a short that had a link to the Matrix. Anyways, gents. Hey no. Shall Same. we shall we play Wes's game? Joe Hunter 7-3, this one's for you, baby. He sent us a suggestion via the postbox of the pit, and I'm all about this. It's basically just a little check-in with um, the following categories. Joe Cobra you hate. Joe Cobra that's most overrated. Joe Cobra that's most underappreciated. Joe Cobra that was your first. Joe Cobra that is your favorite. Joel Cobra you can play with over and over. Joel Cobra that surprised you. Joel Cobra that is your guilty pleasure. And favorite vehicle aircraft playset. The, the rule to this list game is that once someone has selected something, that's effectively removed from the table. You can't double up. So you can easily have the rug pulled out from under you if you were to double up. Yeah. Or if, I, yeah, if like one of us kind of like ready chooses someone, it kind of takes off the table for someone else. But the toy line is big enough and broad enough, so I don't know if there are going to be too many clashes. Like it maybe depends. if we play, maybe we maybe if we played this for a specific year, but um, maybe we can do that at a later stage as a general round. Let's let's do this, and you, the listener, can play too. So think about it. What is the Joe Cobra you hate? And this is interesting. Like, is there something in this toy line that makes your blood boil? And by toy line, let's extend this a little bit. Let's extend this to the IP in general. 
So even stuff that hasn't necessarily received a toy, if it's a concept or a character from the cartoons or comic books or video games, whatever, books, let's let's have it. It's like, do you guys have anything that you actually hate? <laughs> Joe Hunter, uh, thank you, my brother. He responds immediately with Raptor. Raptor. <laughs> what did Raptor do to you other than your taxes? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what do you what do you hate, Paulie? Oof, in G- in Cobra. Oh in G- man, Cobra or G- or G- G- or Cobra. Jeez, I mean, what is your listen, most hate? Um, you can say nothing. I guess you could. You could definitely. Yeah, you, but you like, but that's not true. Like in fer- in terms, I mean, there is one specific GI Joe figure that really gets my ire. Uh, like, Ooh. and that is um, tell me more. I cannot stand, and I even struggle to remember his damn name. That's how much I hate him. Is the <laughs> the driver of the mean dog? Um, keep on wild uh, card. Wild card. I cannot stand. I think it's just his helmet. I don't know. Just, what did I he do to you? It. Come around to your place and break all your stuff? No, <laughs> but I just yeah, like I don't dig that. And also by extension, the um, battle copter version of him. Like, which is basically major him. altitude, major altitude. Like they both suck in my, I hate them both. Like, like I, like, I, I can actually go as far as that. I just, I hate those figures. And then worse than also, Armadillo or yeah, Windmill? Armadillo was actually the Skidmark. next one I was about to say. No, Skidmark. I'm actually cool with Skidmark. I got no issues with Skidmark. I can't stand Armadillo either. The only thing I, I, I would still say that I hold Armadillo, Armadillo in a higher regard than, um, God, I can't even remember his name. See, I just I have such a mental block <laughs> on this character. I cannot stand this character. But yeah, wild Major card. Altitude and Wildcard. I'm no, no, thank you. Really dislike those figures. Um they just I just think they have such boring sculpts and they just ugh. But I'm glad that I've got them, actually, because at least I don't have to go hunt out the hunt them down, you know? Like I've got them. Because but you that would, do take yeah. your foot off the gas a little bit, Paul. Like you said you dislike them. I wanna I wanna get to the crux of something you actually hate oh no no i hate those sorry dude i'm <laughs> just being nice i, I hate those yeah. figures no i own them those. but uh, i really hate them no i hate them dude like to the point where like i said i'm just glad that i don't have to buy them like i'm so <laughs> glad that i don't have to like one day try to find them on ebay or buy them from like a seller or something i'm like i've got them because that's money that would hurt me to spend like i'd be like and hey uh, if you got more than one tomahawk you need another pilot so altitude's your man and yeah, uh, wild card can disappear <laughs> into the cavity into of the, the mean, mean dog. dog and never yeah. be seen again. And also, guys, just to come back to my eighty-two figure, it's Flash. I keep getting him confused ah. with Sila. I ah, got Flash. There we go. Good figure, but unfortunately, having no swivel arm, like with a with a character that needs to hold a weapon. Oh man, the swivel arm is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Flash's gun feels like a two-handed weapon to me. Should no, be. totally. Totally. Um, Scarlet's crossbow, less so. Uh, Breaker's break, break my swivel arm, and he <laughs> looks just fine sitting in the 83 HQ doing very little. <laughs> and uh, out of interest, which, um, which ones do you guys hate, if any? Well, I absolutely hate something, only one thing, and it's not even... Well, strictly speaking, it does have an action figure. So it is in consideration. But if you don't know Larry Harmer's IDW run, this is going to pl- sail plainly over your heads. But 
anytime the blue ninjas entered the storyline, I checked out. I I not only dislike it, I hate it as a concept. Like mm. seething red hate forced me to like rage quit talking Joe. I just I couldn't read another comic book that <laughs> involved those things. Wow. Hmm. Oh, speaking of talking Joe, link in the description below, but I joined the host Mark uh, on a wonderful chat about the silent interlude stop motion. If you're scratching your heads, check out the links below. Wonderful stop motion that was created and a making of and a commentary. Um, and we had the creator on the show to talk about his process. And man, it was an eye opener. This guy did some incredible work bringing the issue to life. So good. Anyways, I hate the Blue Ninjas. Big time. <laughs> Rob? Well, something I probably, I don't think I've ever mentioned before, but I mean, I've I've seen them on file cards, I think, back in the day, and it, it was definitely not a toy that I would buy. Um, but kind of going again through, through Yojo, and I was like, ah, oh, that guy. I just, it's... It just, he, he does not embody what I imagine when I see this character in my head. And I think this version of him, which they did twice with different colors, but this is definitely the most atrocious version, version is Air Commander's Spirit, which is version <gasps> three of, of Sacrilege. Of what? Really? He is absolutely horrendous. His oh, colors wow. are way too bright. He doesn't feel like spirit in any degree whatsoever. He's covered in like a hundred grenades. He has, <laughs> he's wearing jeans. He's wearing awful red gloves with a green top and, and like, ugh, Oh, it's, those it's gloves are so awesome, gross. dude. It's those so gloves, those gloves remind me of uh, Axel from Streets of Rage. It's the same well, color red. Well, so he good. definitely makes me rage whenever I think about it. <laughs> I think he, he maybe looks a bit better in his recolored version because the one I really don't like is version 3 from 92. Mm-hmm. But version 4 yeah, came in 93. Yes, so 93 is, I think, just the, you know, the, the carded version of him or something. I don't know. But, like, it just it doesn't feel like... Oh, no, 93 would have been the international, the international set yeah, I, I see it's in like a bag or something. But like, so obviously the commercially available version was was the the shitty version, at least the version that I just can't stand whatsoever. Um, oh, but, but if, Lord, if I have he's to, he's in the video game. He's just off, so it's awful. He can be in the video game, but I'm not going to play him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not you playable. To, so I mean, if, if, if I had to, if I had to choose one that I mean that I mean that I think is is probably more well known is that. Um, fuck is that stupid ninja thing called the, oh, the battle axe yes okay battle axe i think you guys can all everyone can get get behind me on that one but alex is just the worst it's not even a vehicle i what? spoke on your behalf in a How? facebook thread that asked like someone likes that Come what on. no what is the vehicle that like literally people would have to pay you to put it in your hands <laughs> like no i don't want to touch that no no for sure you have to pay me a Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen, dude. Think, it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna think, gift you a ninja battle axe. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna switch my answer. Okay, and uh, if he's in the video game, that's fine. But the battle axe is definitely that there's actually not top number one. I think I forgot about it. I I got it out of my mind. But now that I'm getting all ironed up, mm. 
Oh my god. All right. Yeah, that is the worst thing ever. Okay, I changed Ninja Battle Axe. Awful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that spirit is lovely. I mean, if you are keeping the 90s company, you know, he fits in well with all those sub teams. Like the, 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 the paintwork on his headband, stunning. And he's got like a rubber secondary headpiece with a very tasteful little ponytail. He's uh, clearly trimmed off the the locks a little bit, but he's still well, rocking. Well, he wants to be more combat ready. Oh, I, I, I guess I will. It's... I can probably come around him. I mean, now that I you know that I think about it, it's cool. It's very nineties. It's very I much. I think of the, the recolored version of him is way better though. It's more toned down. Um, it's I, no fun, I, man. I, I don't think I'd be able to buy this one. I might be able to buy the other one. Dude, he flies a glider that is literally the American flag wrapped around an airframe. So he's got to be screaming, like, look at me, America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Guys, the, the channel, um, the, the comments uh, thread has lit up. Eh? I mean, we got guys. <laughs> I mean, we Venting started their hate. For, I mean, Raptor is getting some shade uh, from Joe Hunter. <laughs> uh, we've got, um, where is it now? Uh, I think it's Flat. Oh, no, no. Captain Mindbender. Captain Mind Mindbender. Uh, Captain Gridiron. Gaz hates Captain Gridiron, clearly. And if you don't believe me, um, there were two responses to that. But he was in the video game at Gaz. And then Sammy's like, fluorescent weapons. And then Gaz's like, sure, but I just hate it. <laughs> And Sammy Six Toes hates fluorescent weapons. Um, so uh, that's his thing that he hates in G.I. Joe. Um, Ryan feels that the football thing should have stopped with, after the fridge. I'm just going to, like, remain quiet here. Like, I like gridiron. Um, but if you look <laughs> into For the record, he, he didn't have fluorescent rep weapons. So don't, no, don't let's mislead anyone listening after the fact. Exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. His weapons were... Intricate man and numerous. Gee whiz. But I, I mean, I don't want to change anybody's opinion on him. Um, I mean, if you don't like him, you don't like him, and that's cool. Um, I just want to say, like, with Captain Gridiron in South Africa, you had two options. You had the original, which came with these cool gun with the uh, with the football bomb grenade, take them or leave them, whatever's that came with that. And then they did like a, a the second one, which was just like a missile firing thing. It was like stupid. So it took the actual cool thing from the figure away from the figure. And that's actually why it's so easy in South Africa to find Captain Gridiron without his gear. Because nobody actually had his gear. You know, because they had that stupid missile launching crap. So that did sour me on Captain Gridiron. Uh, and that's why I never bought him when I was a kid. Because I missed out on getting the cool one. Then when he came back, I was like, eh, I don't want the rocket launcher one. I want the football bombs version. So yeah, I hate that. But I don't hate Captain Gridiron. But if you hate Captain <laughs> Gridiron, that's cool. <laughs> dwelling on hate for a little longer than I'd Let's like. Get some love up in here. No, no. The next topic is actually which is the most overrated Joel Cobra. Oh. So it's a Shut step down back some from love. hate, but like, <laughs> but certainly like acknowledging what in the fan base is seemingly untouchable, and touching it <laughs> like uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna crack this one open with some serious bloody um unpopular opinions but i think that the whale the killer whale hugely overrated like wow. that is routinely people's top one or two and i think you should make it's, a whale 
it's good, it's substantial, but it's a hovercraft, and I've never been on side with just like its function. Like it's such a narrow function. And unfortunately, it being so early in the line and and never being surpassed meant that G.I. Joe's Navy like remained at zero. You had a whale, you had a devilfish, you had a flag. They never got a boat, like a substantial boat boat. Mm. So the whale kind of stood in the way of G.I. Joe actually having something to take on the moray on the open seas. Because like... I know I'm applying like adult sensibilities to it now, but um, I I don't know. The whale, it's amazing, but it stays on the shelf in my playtimes. I've got I've got two things. I I, okay. Firstly, I agree with what you're saying uh, because I think the whale. You don't have a whale. I don't have a whale. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like when I first uh, had when I had a real blushing with the whale, that was when you got one. I thought it was, uh, you got one, Steve. I thought it was a great toy, and I still think it's a great toy. And I understand why guys are excited about uh, HasLab possibly re, uh, remaking one or, or making one, because it's a cool toy. And I think a lot of guys actually inherently just want to have a whale where they fixed up the problems with the, the fins, you know, the, the veins on the props, and uh, and maybe, you know, add a few bells and whistles here and there, you know. And But I agree with where you're coming from, but I also see why guys dig it so much. I don't know. I won't say it's like that overrated. I just think a lot of us are sort of paused on this desire to have a whale that meets its full potential. I don't think the whale's ever really met its full potential because of how fragile some of the parts are. Um, however, my overrated, the things that I think are like supremely overrated in G.I. Joe, at least in the toy line, um, and it's a small handful, sorry, but the flag is one of them in a big way for me. I think it's a great feat in in that yeah it's one of the biggest toys if not the biggest toy ever produced and that's cool when you break it down to its simplest most basic components it's basically a plastic shelf um, which is not that thrilling when you are in the presence or should i say when you're in the company of one it's a lot of fun i get it but when i see a whole bunch of guys are clamoring for a haslab flag i'm just like okay i think it's the same thing as the whale i think people just want a flag that doesn't fall apart personally and maybe hoping that Hasbro <laughs> actually puts a whole bunch of stuff in there as opposed to it just being a plastic display shelf. Um, so I think the flag is terribly overrated. Um, I do love this character, but I also think he's terribly overrated. Snake Eyes. I really think that uh, as much as G.I. Joe benefits from having a hero character, a sort of a, uh, a tip of the arrow character for, for people to recognize the brand, I think Snake Eyes sadly hurts the brand a lot more now than it, than he actually helps the brand. I think he takes a lot of power away from G.I. Joe's, uh, from the characters, uh, from the other characters in, in G.I. Joe. We've got this, yeah, Snake Eyes is just like a MacGuffin. He like fixes everything. I mean, he is cool. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like he's been pushed to the front too hard and ultimately not the best thing in G.I. Joe. There are so many great things in G.I. Joe for so many different people. I mean, we've got Rob, who absolutely loves Scoop, you know, and that kind of character appreciation, I feel, is set aside because of characters like like Snake Eyes. And those would be the two major things in G.I. Joe that I think are overrated. In my Incredible. <laughs> Sorry. I just went off. <laughs> <laughs> At least you, Oh, bro. wow. Uh, so I think 
probably, I mean, it was so easy to say Snake Eyes, I think, but I think Duke <laughs> is pretty overrated. Oh. Yeah, he's off the table now. I mean, I think because of the fact that Snake Eyes can't talk, Duke kind of moves forward, especially in adaptations. So like the cartoon, he became, you know, the hero character for most of the cartoon for the live action movies, um, you know, that they have attempted. Channing Tatum, he became, you know, action man. My name's Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then also then in more recent toy lines as well. I mean, they often lead with Duke and they keep making more and more versions of Duke. Um, Well, you could, you know, you could put a lot more characters in there. I mean, G.I. Joe is cool because it's a team. It's not about one character necessarily, whether it be Snake Eyes or Duke. Um, There are so many other characters you could be producing or bring to the forefront or just make it a team effort, you know, make it a team focused thing. You don't have to have one character that the audience needs to relate to, to kind of like get into the story. You know, Mm. it's a team. Show us how cool all of these characters are. So I think a lot of the time by them going and focusing specifically on Duke and trying to flesh him more out, um, it does a disservice to the rest of the characters in, in the roster. And I think also why maybe they keep choosing him is because he's also kind of like a blank slate. Mm. You know, he is he's kind of, cipher. he's the vanilla guy. He's the fighter guy. Yeah. You know, there's not much more to him, um, which is why I suppose, you know, especially in the first G.R. Joe movie, they try to add more there, more kind of like, like, um, or is it like he had some sort of partial relationship with the Baroness and stuff? And it's oh, like, they're trying to add intrigue in there to a character that, has no necessarily things that makes him stand out. I mean, yeah. you know, he's a cool guy. I think it's pretty awesome, but he doesn't stand out for me as being the person that needs to be the forefront, the face of G.I. Joe. Yeah, I agree with you there too, Rob. I, I, I always feel like, you know, if you look at uh, Duke's file card and you look at how Larry Hammer treated him, I think Duke would have been so much better in the show if he's like the dad, okay? in the in the in the team in the sense not like dad like major dad whatever but i'm talking about like when the joes do stuff they actually should be scared of pissing duke off not be yeah. you know you know what i mean like he should be that authoritative kind of presence that's there not you know the sort of poster boy in that respect okay actually it's a bit of a funny one because in the 80s i think he's a great poster boy for gi joe actually in our now times i don't I think yeah, um, so I think much. Duke needs to kind of have that sort of yeah he's seen shit you know and he should be a little bit more grizzled and a little bit more angry in a sense and I think the rest of the characters should be like woo Duke is like pretty badass you know and we deal with him every now and then kind of and I'm sorry to make this re- um, this connection here so I, but it's the only one I can think of if you guys have watched the Titans series which by the way is not that great. But the whole way they, they treat Batman in that series is kind of how I feel they should treat Duke. You know, he's the badass, he, uh, but he's got his failings, but he's not the main character of the show. You know, and, but he's in the show. Sorry, anyway, sorry. Um, mm, so if your protagonist isn't Snake Eyes and isn't Duke, who does the camera settle on? I think no one specific. You just, just Steel yeah, Brigade. Go, go with the team. I suppose still no, just anyone. No, not necessarily. It's a team like, effort. It's it's a, it's yeah. it's all the characters. I mean, they are team TV shows. I mean, I met, I managed yeah, I because I was staying at my mother over the weekend to watch um, Spider Man. I managed to catch an episode of it uh, of a modern remake, I suppose, of SWAT. And there isn't necessarily a main character there. I mean, the one episode I watched, oh, it's like Star Trek. You know, there is a captain of a ship, 
Picard, but the show shows you all the characters and gives them yes. all a chance to kind of shine. Um, exactly. It's more That's like that. Thing. Right? Protagonist is 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 the team itself or the, the concept, the place that they inhabit. I love um, that. Yeah, because I yeah. agree with you on that. I like um, some of the comments here. Sorry, I just want to just highlight some of these because they really are like fantastic. Um, Ryan just wanted to jump in with Snake Eyes is overrated because of the modern era with the 700 figures and now with the O-ring and classified. We get it that he is a benchmark, but good Lord, 900 Snake Eyes figures. Ryan, that's a point I didn't make earlier, but yes, thank you. It's difficult to get excited about G.I. Joe stuff when they keep uh, slinging Snake Eyes at us at every, you know, hook and turn. Um, It's for the kids. No, I get it. New Snake Eyes to buy. Come on. He's evergreen. They could have just well, he's, yeah, he's but then like keep the him Spider-Man evergreen. But then keep him evergreen because like that's a mistake Mattel made with uh, with um, He Man. Sorry guys, but in the eighties, a big <laughs> problem is they kept re- releasing new new characters all the time, and people just wanted basic He Man and Skeletor, and it became and that's what helped people distance from the line, distance from the toy line. That's what they reckon. That's one of the reasons the toy sales dropped. So you know what? Yes, give us Snake Eyes, make him evergreen, but don't always freaking redesign him every two seconds it's, it's annoying um especially and steve this is a point you brought up long ago with me is like when you have all of these figures which is the one that you is your go-to which is your ultimate version of this figure and that's part of that that was part of the genesis of this podcast as well is discussing those kind of things and with snake eyes it's like how do you choose which is the absolute best favorite snake eyes figure you've got there so that's why i kind of am a little bit annoyed with that character at the moment Bart is says, it the first Snake Eyes? No, then shuffle it to the back of the shelf. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but with the modern My era, that really muddied it. Mm. I think oh. 25th anniversary Snake Eyes version one, the one that came in the gift box with the other guys, still holds up. I like oh, the goodie. fact that he's in that muted gray with the glossy goggles. And uh, that's yeah. a whole... Con- but that in itself is a whole conversation as well. Bart says... Snakes should have been kept a commando, but a really good martial artist. Yes, keep his ninja history, but after all, he is in the military, so that needs to be forward. I like that. That is cool. Like, give that's what makes him cool. It's like he is a commando with this as with this side of him. Not, it's all ninja whammer jammer all the time. Um, Does he carry a sword, Paul? I. You know what? It's cool if he carries a sword by all means, <laughs> but don't make it all. But use it in a tactical way. There's lots of ways to approach a sword in, in this kind of realm. I mean, Metal, Metal Gear handles it quite well as well. And Metal Gear also doesn't knows when to lean in and lean out of that. Um, Bart so, uh, agrees. I liked what Bart said here as well. That's how a first sergeant is. He's like a dad you don't cross. Never get on your first shirt's bad side, but he is still the guy who has your back. Thank you. That's actually mm. cool to hear. Um, you know, uh, Ryan says, I like Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, but when they brought in that group, it was a bridge too far. Yeah, see, like, Ninja it's Force. a thing. Yeah, Ninja Force. Uh. Oh, I love Ninja oh, Force, sh- but for the face, wrong reasons. Paul. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, dude. You, you, you do not say, uh, to Ninja Force. Neither neither of us do. I don't, in fact, Rob, I don't think you have anything bad to say about Ninja Force other than those vehicles. Um, yeah, for but- sure. That was totally our jam, guys. Sorry. For sure. With the latter, latter day G.I. Joe fans up in here. But it does hurt the but it does hurt the comic a little bit. I I, I can agree to that. But I still love it. Still the love comic was punch drunk punch drunk and hitting him to the ropes by that point. 
Yeah. Like it was that was just easy money. Anyway, <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah. Anyway, next category, uh, the Joe or Cobra that was your first. Yeah, easy round. Uh, Lifeline for me. Uh, sci-fi for me. Mm-hmm. Version yeah. one. Version one, all green. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Rob, your avatar, no doubt. Well, I feel like it wasn't him. I mean, I was just kind Ooh. of trying to think back, and I really, I'm not sure. I think it is Target. It's either Target <gasps> or Annihilator. What? Because I'm pretty sure I got them all essentially in the same year, or the mm -hmm. you know the over a period of maybe two years. Um, but I am pretty sure it's Target, or was one or the other. Um, Target or Annihilator was was my first. I'm not Amazing. sure. I mean, I think my original. You know, the thing kind of drew me to G.I. Joe was, you know, the faceless uh, enemy. Um, they just look really cool in sci-fi. And, and, and coming from being a fan of, of He-Man and uh, Thundercats, um, you know, with this sci-fi crazy shit going on, I think definitely the Cobra appealed more initially. Do you remember, Rob, after we saw Terminator 2 Judgment Day and having the liquid metal silver baddie T-1000, that when we saw Target's face shield, we were like, oh, he's liquid metal too. It's yeah. like gold. <laughs> just pour, pour out of that face mask. <laughs> Amazing. That's interesting. Yeah, That's actually sure. very interesting. Well, we were big time into Terminator. Like everyone was a Terminator. <laughs> We'd take our super soakers and sort of marauder through the yard, shooting at uh, T-1000s with like a... I suppose it was a molten steel gun, basically. Yeah. We were hosing them down with molten steel. <laughs> I used to love Think that arcade cabinet. Think about it so dangerous. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, cool. Good one. Uh, thanks, anyone, everyone in the chat for chiming, chiming in with theirs. Um, the Joe Cobra that is your favorite. <gasps> now, this is interesting. Ooh. Is it your favorite figure, your favorite character? I answered for favorite character and that would undeniably be stalker interesting wow. yeah i and i have to back up this. on the figure <laughs> well yeah. just to back back it up to the, the figure as well i know last episode i listened back and i was like i was cringing man because you were slinging some mud at the og 13 stalker <laughs> when the internet came into our lives rob and i placed an order on an online E. Taylor um, and used my dad's credit card and we paid him cash um, for five Joes and they were splits between us. Uh, Rob got three and I got two. I got the two more expensive ones. Rob got the three kind of the El Cheapos. Exactly. You got Spirit and Chuckles, uh, Chuckles. and Falcon and mm. I, I bought Duke and Stalker V1 or 1.5. Figures never showed up. <laughs> and it was in that era when, you know, we didn't have internet banking. We couldn't easily check if the money had come off my dad's card. But either way, we had paid him. So, whatever. But, yeah, I just, I remember that figure having some serious allure for me. Because the, the character was a legend. Certainly in the comic books. He was like, yes, this guy's the best. I want and so underappreciated in the cartoon as well. Yeah, well, the cartoon was tracking the product releases, whereas yeah. Harmer was definitely playing to his, his darlings. And Stalker was, he was just definitely like one of them. 
the best leader, mm-hmm. the philosophical Joe, but deadly, man. Absolutely deadly. Like, could hold his own alongside Snake Eyes any day of the week. Anyways. Um, well, so, yeah, my easy answer, Stalker. Well, Dave and I always uh, regarded Stalker as the leader of the G.I. Joes when we were younger. Like, he was always, to us, the boss, like, in a lot of ways. Uh, and I'm talking about the Talking Commandos Stalker. He just had this <laughs> boss presence to him. I think the video game coming out at around the same time sort of um, enforced that a bit more because Stalker's This is Atlantis Factor. That is yeah, correct. Stalker's, yes, yeah. yeah, he's the guy he's in the cutscenes. Yeah, mm. so... And, and please, by all means, I mean, uh, I love Stalker. I think he's an, an incredibly cool character. Um, I sp- and I really love the Arctic Stalker. That's what, probably one of my favorite Joe toys. Um, but yeah, man, sorry. I just I hope it didn't derail. I just wanted to add to what you're saying. Uh, I suppose, well, I've got the, the mic. And I wouldn't change the OG for a re-release for the mm. simple reason that warts and all, that's how he came out initially. Like, I don't think I'd want an update. There's some mystique to him that, like, don't, it doesn't impact on me. I don't feel like he looks out, um, you know, next to his 1985 kind of brethren. Like, he looks like Stalker should. Simple. I mean, I said what I said in the last episode. Um, I know you did. So, yeah. I heard so it I on the replay. Good. I mean, I don't... I, like and you know where I'm. I, I think everybody knows where I'm coming from with that. So I'm not going to say anything about him now. <laughs> Ain't as broke, for, don't fix it. As for favorite character toys, everything in GI Joe, this is very, very, very difficult for me. It's incredibly difficult for me actually because I can be very seasonal with my characters, um, and especially, especially the toys, because I will glomp onto a figure, for example, and. Just kind of be like, wow, this is my favorite. Like, as you heard earlier in this episode, I've really been enjoying Low Light version 2. I just think it's such a cool character. It's just such a cool toy. And just it got me back into Low Light again, who is a cool character and is a character alike. Um, I would say the best way for me to answer this is to go with my consistently favorite choice, my consistent favorite choice. And that would be Storm Shadow. Um, just because I just really like. I've enjoyed growing with that character. Um, at first, I always thought Storm Shadow was like the B team to Snake Eyes. And then as I've grown older, I've just kind of found that Snake Eyes is kind of the B team to Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow is a lot more developed, a lot more interesting for me. Um, I've really fallen in love with the toys a lot. Uh, you know, I had that great... I mean, the version 2 only came into my life recently, but it was a toy that I coveted it that I wanted for a long time. The version 1 is one of my absolute favorite G.I. Joe toys of all time. So I would say it's Storm Shadow, um, but it's not. It's difficult to say that that is my absolute ultimate answer because it is seasonal. I kind of feel like my favorite G.I. Joe should always come second to, to Storm Shadow. And right now, I, I'm really feeling that my Outback, my Tiger Force Outback is my favorite G.I. Joe toy at the moment. And I know that when I receive my version 1 Zartan, I know I'm going to love that because I love, love Zartan as well. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to, to actually nail it down to one thing. But I think, uh, I think everybody's kind of got the gist of who my favorites are. It's everybody but Wildcard and <laughs> Major Altitude and Wind, um, yeah, Windchill. Armadillo. Windmill. <laughs> and, ma- and what Wild Boar. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. mine is definitely is definitely scoop, obviously. <laughs> I realize what? we left one out. Most oh, underrated. Oh, sorry. Most <laughs> underappreciated Joe Cobra. Uh, I think that the Skystorm is a hell of a lot of fun conceptually. The execution leaves something to be desired, but a lot of people hate it, and I think that's undeserved. I think a jet-powered stopped rotor helicopter is so fantastical and yet has roots in reality that like yeah man i loved playing with that thing as a child mm. Mm. the idea of a helicopter that could take off and land vertically and get into tight spots and hover and maneuver like a helicopter but could then just kick in the jets and blast out of there so much fun much more fun <laughs> than playing with a dragonfly Shots fired. Then fighting hot, words. Hot takes up in Joburg, but think about it. One toy that is both a jet and a helicopter at the same time. Loved it. I even tolerated that silly pilot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rob, what is your what do you think is the most underrated G.I. Joe figure? I think or G.I. Joe Cobra, whatever is what it is. <laughs> probably because it's so overshadowed by the original version. Um but I think the second and uh, well, I mean, they re-released it again as a third version, uh, I think. Um, but the second version, I think, is so cool in its own right. But it kind of gets completely overshadowed by the original version. And for me, that would be Eels. Eels version two is a really cool figure. It feels more <laughs> to what the to the word Eels. You know, he kind of looks mm. more aquatic. He looks more like what a cobra. Uh, what I'd imagine a sci-fi slightly into the future uh, water trooper would look like. Um, mm. Not taking anything away from the original eels. The eels look absolutely crazy, amazing. They look more real world. Uh, they look more, I suppose, sinister, more formidable. But, but no robot shark. Two, but no Come robot on. shark and no <laughs> fins uh, on the actual character itself. I think it just adds something to it that makes it look more sci-fi and looks more like a Cobra Trooper, um, at least, you know, as, as the line kind of developed more, they had these very distinct versions of what things were. Um, Jason from Order of Battle Pod is applauding very loudly right now. <laughs> because the eel, I mean, I'm not saying the eels, eel, original eels aren't, aren't good. They are. I mean, it's a fantastic design. Really it's, I think it's a universally good design, but I think a design that's underappreciated overall in Jaja would be eels version 2 because they look to me more Cobra-esque more specific to Cobra than, say, the original Eels do, you know, despite the fact they have the Cobra symbol and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so for I me, think I think they Eels look like a Spider Man two. sort of C grade villain. Yeah, I can see that. The Razor! I can definitely see that. But um, I think for me, they're underappreciated. Uh, I think they should get more appreciation. And I'm sure there are people out there who do appreciate them. Oh, Jason's building an army. And he's got an well, army of go. sharks too. I hope you'll leave a couple, so cool. you know, for other people to buy as well. You know, so they Forget can also appreciate it. this cool figure. Forget about <laughs> it. He sees, he buys. He sees, he buys. It's a seafood, <laughs> seafood diet. He sees it, he eats it. Sea <laughs> cobra diet. Uh, Paul, yeah. what, what do you think is underappreciated? What what should people love more than they do? Ryan Sweeney suggested <laughs> Footloose. Um, mm. Footloose is definitely one of them. Uh, I also only recently got hold my hands on one of those. Um, 
thanks to did you to bot kick helping off me. the sunday blues <laughs> god you know i hate that movie and that song <laughs> um, um but bacon bacon isn't he beautiful he's a beautiful i don't beautiful know man. i i just can't i don't even have memory of watching this film i've watched it it's just it's traumatic it's like um wild card um it just Jesus. doesn't sit there guys yeah footloose is definitely a character that i think should get a lot more attention uh there's some amazing detail on that on that dude and wow like what a cool looking soldier um my figure well my choice for underrated gi joe figure oof, um i'm gonna go with a vehicle this time and it's mm -hmm. the same answer i put on facebook uh the locust uh probably for the same reasons uh steven loves the Skystorm so much uh it's fun to play with it's just really really cool well not exactly the same reasons i just i just when steven was talking i was like yes it's fun <laughs> um the Locust is fun. It's it's really well made. It's really well put together. It feels robust. You know, uh, if you compare it to something like the Fang 2, it definitely feels like more of a toy than the Fang 2 does, for example. Um, I don't know. Just there's something about it. It's just got a lot of character, a lot of weight to it. It's got detail. I love the little bomb dropping feature. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it in my youth. I continue to have a lot of fun with it now. And yeah it's it's just easy and it's a great toy and i think it's terribly underrated i think more people should be excited about the locust personally so yeah and uh yeah that that would be I, i'm gonna keep it at that i there's a few more i could say actually but i'm just gonna keep it at that i think it's easier before i start going down a whole rabbit hole of talking about croc master and crystal ball and all the other crazy people so yeah Seems Tim uh, sees your Eels V2 and raises you an Undertow, which, yeah, I think Undertow is probably going to get my vote as a, as a cooler frogman. Just kind of doesn't have to suspend disbelief quite as much. Like, how is the Eel V2 breathing? Anyways, let me not have a go. <laughs> Next category. Which Joe or Cobra can you play with over and over? interesting like it's something different to your favorite figure necessarily just something that your hands love to find and put in vehicles perhaps or just display on on their own like which figure is it for you for me it's dusty i think that guy just looks fantastic in a tomahawk he looks fantastic on a silver mirage he looks fantastic just hauling his ruck through the dunes i love photographing him the soft goods really elevates him the fact that he looks so uh, uh, anonymous, he's got this anonymity about him. The camo paint makes him an everyman and a no man. He could be anybody. And he's got even less character than, say, Footloose. Uh, sorry, not Footloose. Hit and Run. Hit and Run's got those white, white irises. And Dusty doesn't have that detail. So, uh, But the details he does have, fantastic. All those tampo patches... He's got a little American flag on his chest. He's got that little unit patch trees. on his on his. Yeah, yeah so good. And yeah, I... the fact that I now have a bipod. Thank you, Analog Toys. Thank you, Tony. I, yeah, this is a this is my guy, man. Dusty, always. And uh, as somebody who only recently got an actual proper Dusty, yeah, when I say proper Dusty, non Tiger Force Dusty, I totally see where you're coming from with that guy 
He just like, fits in everywhere. Mm. Like he's just the best. <laughs> so <space> yeah. <laughs> Even though uh, they well, continue um, to put him in the fucking spaceship in the cartoon. Yeah, pyramids <laughs> of darkness would uh, have you convinced otherwise. Yeah. Dusty in space. Uh, Rob, who, who, who do you like who, to touch? Who do you like to touch? Yes. Whose bottom do you pinch while you make pew pew sounds with his gun? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, it, it, it's, well, I always carry Scoop with me. Scoop is always with me. And recently, I mean, now that I've added a countdown to that. But I think, I mean, the character that I always loved just kind of playing with and he just kind of feels like I can do anything with him would be Chuckles, actually. Hmm. Um, he just he just feels like an everyman, but I know he's in G.I. Joe, and, and I like that about him. Um, he just feels like a character that you, I can also put into almost anything, and you can just kind of go, go ahead and do it. Um, I think I play oh, yeah. a lot more loose with him than with <laughs> than with, with other characters. You know, it's like he can he can be a pilot if he wants to be. You know, he's a he's a secret agent essentially, hmm. um, undercover agent. I mean, what he can do, I mean, can be just whatever he needs to be able to do in a story. Um, also, his um, holster doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah exactly. The yeah. holster helps as well. You, know, you can kind of actually keep a gun on him, and he doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be in his hands constantly. Yeah. You know, or in a little baggie separate from him, or in a little box. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he has chuckles doing grocery shopping. You know, exactly. He's kind he's of like Dusty doing he's, grocery he's, shopping because you know, he's like for Mars, motherfucker. He's <laughs> open carrying in the, in the grocery store. You know, no one gives him shit when he wants like twenty slices of ham instead of five. You know, exactly. You know. sure. Hey, bro, there ain't <laughs> no grocery shops out in the sandbox where Dusty's operating. Just a couple yeah. of Bedouin tents, some oil fields, maybe an enemy bunker. He's, yeah, man. he's chewing on cactuses with water. I look at that figure <laughs> and I'm just transported to all the incredible games that could be played with him. Just like these epic slogs. Yeah, no, just, Epic did you, slogs. <laughs> did you ever get um, the World Peacekeepers Desert Camel for yourself? I can't remember. Yeah, sure. Okay, good. Perfect gotcha. accompaniment for Dusty as well. Best best vehicle and animal companion for Dusty. <laughs> the bonus is Sandstorm. Uh, shame, yeah, I was about to say, poor Sandstorm. Yeah, like, yep. Actually, if you think about it, Dusty is like Dusty Force because you've got Dusty, his camel, and Sandstorm. They're like a, a full-on unit, you know, it's D-Camel and whatever the hell Sandstorm's meant to be. <laughs> Metal Gear joke. Metal Gear joke. joke. Maybe 5% <laughs> people take that joke and laugh at it. <laughs> That's fine. I care about that, you know. Okay. Paul, do you have a, an answer? Mm. Who do your hands find? Oftentimes, um, like if I look at my desk now, for example, I've got... You guys are going to be surprised with this, but I've got barbecue, um, barbecue. the vintage barbecue, and that's inspired by the classified version. I've got version two snake, uh, Storm Shadow here as well. Um, guys, I I really dig um, taking old Storm Shadow around and making swishy ninja sounds and, and whatever, because <laughs> he's really fun and easy to do that with. But honestly, uh, and, and this is kind of like an answer that's also a non-answer, I like to keep a troop builder with me. So I usually like to grab like a Viper or an Alley Viper or um, my Undertow. Just have them die over and over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> no, I just, like, it's weird. Like, I got that um, Cobra infantry dude, okay? And 
I thought, okay, by now I would have put him away, but I actually have that figure in rotation. He's on my desk quite often. I'm often on little missions with him, like shooting stuff with his cool little dragon off. He's badass, man. He's like such a cool toy to play with. So I really enjoy like troop builders. Um, and I really enjoy any GI Joe that holds its gun really comfortably, you know, and Rob said chuckles and, and I got to agree with, with Rob on chuckles because chuckles, if I want to take a photo of a vehicle or something, and I want to put a Joe in there, you can't go wrong with putting chuckles in pretty much any vehicle, <laughs> you know, even in a Cobra vehicle it looks right. It's like, here's chuckles stealing a, a hiss, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> he looks right because he basically doesn't blend in with anything, anything, right? <laughs> That's so, your point. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Basically, he's yeah, he's like the Magnum PI of the line. I agree with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really loving my troop builders at the moment. I'm uh, especially the Vipers. Uh, ever since I got that gun, the the Vipers actual Viper gun, I would say that's my definitive answer right now today for this mm. episode. It has been the Viper with his gun. It's just been so much fun. He's got his backpack. He's got his gun. He's running around. He's shooting like invisible stuff. He's shooting GI Joes in the legs and whatever because <laughs> they're main characters. He can't kill GI Joes. But we're having fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Put them in a wheelchair, but you can't kill them. Fine. You can't kill them. Uh, all right. A Joe or Cobra that surprised you. I'm surprised at how much I never knew I needed it. But now that I have it, I'm so glad I do. But the Triple T Sergeant Slaughter. I had the Warthog Sergeant Slaughter from way back because I had a Warthog as a, as a child. Now getting the, essentially the Sunbow accurate version of Sarge, I held off on it for the longest time because I was like, I don't need a Sarge that is less tactical than the one that I've always had. Like, how's this one going to shuffle its way to the front of the shelf? And Warthog Sarge, you know, steps down from his podium. Um, but it does. That animated cred gives it a lot of weight to me it's a very attractive figure it's a very basic figure he looks like he's breaking in re recruits he's not front you know he's not on the front lines and something that i hadn't realized but has made so evident to me now the fact that the, because the hat is not removable it's a far better shape to his head the removable mm -hmm. accessory kind of has to cheat itself a little bit it um isn't quite as i don't know Svelte as the molded accessory. And that's just true of all molded hats. The second it's a, a, a removable piece, it's compromised. Mm -hmm. It being a unremovable piece, it looks good. The same could be said for Rakondo's slouch hat. Like if that was a removable piece, it would not look nearly as good. It just hugs the, the figure's, well, the extrapolated line of the figure's head better. So yeah, shout outs to my man Zazel. This figure <laughs> came into my life courtesy of him. Um, definitely threw the focus on Sarge and made me painfully aware of the fact that I needed the Triple T Sarge in my life. We're on a slippery slope with this one when it comes to me. <laughs> um, because as Steve has mentioned uh, on multiple Everything episodes, surprises Paul. It's like, whoa, I didn't know I'd like whoa. this, but I love it. And I, I love it. Yeah, ex exactly. Wait until you get a right? wild card. I was like, Paul doesn't know it yet, but he loves this toy. Um, or he's gonna. Uh, and like, okay, so that's my cross to bear. And oh, wow, such a burden. Um, 
Guys, I didn't know I needed this in my life till I had it. And it's a classified G.I. Joe. In fact, it's classified Joes, mostly in general. Uh, when I got the Cobra officer or the Cobra infantryman in classified form and then shortly followed by a Cobra Viper in classified form and then Lady J, just, I'm, and I'm not, like, I'm just highlighting those, but they are by no means, like, a major exception to the rule here. But that, but the one thing that does stand out is having that infantryman, that Cobra Trooper. I didn't know I, like, I wanted one. I was like, yeah, they're great, you know, but I'd kind of, you know, you guys know the story if you've been listening to the show. But when I have that in my hand and I've got the weapons on him and his helmet that comes off and, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Let me see if I can get Zartan to kill this guy in interesting ways. <laughs> and I had so much fun. That figure, that toy has unlocked classified Joes for me. And now all of the classified Joes have a, a, a much brighter spotlight on them because of that. And yeah, that, that, that would be my toy recently that's like, wow, I didn't know I needed it until I had it. And now I'm so glad that I've got more classified figures because of this dude. And um, also, this is going to be kind of, because it's kind of a tie. So it's like the Cobra Trooper and also my most recent uh, Christmas present, which is Barbecue. You know, when I saw Barbecue, I was like, wow, he's a really great figure. You guys will know. You heard it on the episode. But I also felt I couldn't get it. And thank, thankfully, Matt, thank you so much for helping Barbecue find his way to me. Uh, dude, you have no idea how cool that toy is when you actually have one in hand. It's, it just makes sense. And that's actually why my vintage Barbecue is out because I was showing Celia. I was like, oh, look, look how cool they are. Look how, like, you know, how, like, this respects the original one. And it's just amazing. So there there's uh, at least two figures that I didn't know I needed them in my life until I had them. And I was like, wow, how did I miss out on these? So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's me for that one. So I know it's not vintage, but, you know, I'm always in love with the vintage toys. Still so. a G.I. Joe slash Cobra. Yeah. I think it definitely counts. Yeah, and at least I haven't knocked any of your choices out of the running because I don't think any of you guys are going <laughs> to mention classified choice. <laughs> Definitely, definitely not. Well, mine, I never knew I would want this toy. I don't think I ever really gave it much thought until I saw it in a toy shop in America. And I think one of you guys also bought him. My version was better, I believe. Um, Big Boa. Um, he's like a dude who punches shit. And it's like, I think I never thought he would be a cool character. And then I saw him in person. And I was like, this is a really cool figure. I want this guy a lot. Um <laughs> And then I just bought him, you know? I mean, I could have bought uh, another scoop. I could have had, you know, f three three extra scoops by the time I got home, but I bought a big bow instead. And he's an absolutely fantastic figure. And it's cool that they kind of, he, it goes all the way, you know? I mean, he comes mm. with the, the gloves. He comes with something to punch. And he doesn't come with any guns. He's just, he is what he is. And I think that's really cool. Um. Yeah, I, I was very surprised that I'd want this figure. I mean, he has no guns. He just comes with gloves. And I was just like, I suppose it, yeah, it does take me back to kind of like Rocky Balboa and enjoying those movies growing up. But I, I really never thought that I would want a big bow until I saw him in person. And <laughs> yeah, I, I own him, so. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> big bow is great, man. Yeah, uh, also, he's fantastic. It, 
if you guys watch Element X, I know you guys have, but for those of our listeners who may have missed out on Element X, I just love uh, Cody and um, it's uh, damn. I, I I know it's for sure it's Cody, but I'm trying to remember the other gentleman that worked with him. Corey. Uh, Corey, yes, when they <laughs> did uh, that little excerpt, but like. Oh, the, dude, they just bring Big Bo to life, man. That robot voice is so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. That's how uh, Big Bo sounds to me forever now. So Corporal Lang makes no uh, secret of the fact that he loves Big Bo. And mm. Cody, he's a big Sarge fan. And I think it goes both ways. Like, both gents actually love the other one as well. So it was a match made in heaven. Um, if you're scratching your head, listener... Scroll on down. I think I should have it in the description one day. Maybe. I think it's it. Anyways, if <laughs> if you're looking, if you look up Element X on the GI Jobo channel, um, it should be kind of in the middle of that epic collaboration. Just watch uh, all of them. I lightning mean, rounds, you know, gents, you, you because the hour is late. Uh, yes. Let's, let's do Cobra or Joe. That is your guilty pleasure. I'm going to say the buzz ball. Nah. Because the idea of a gigantic saw blade, like just tearing through an infantry squad, is terrifying and something that I want to use to greater effect uh, in a player motion. Because this thing, it's so out there, but it's horrifying. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just win, like win some respect. <laughs> yes, Rob, in that canary yellow. Um, yes, so. <laughs> I want to win some respect back for the buzzball. It's awesome. It deserves it. That's Paul. off my table now. <laughs> um, yes. I've seen some great comments in the, the chat already. Some guys have mentioned, Gaz has mentioned Crystal Ball. Um, and then Casey uh, has mentioned the Pogo. <clears throat> I would love to say that... <clears throat> Pardon me. Anything at all? Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> For me to say uh, the pogo is a guilty pleasure would be an absolute lie because I absolutely love the pogo. Um, but a guilty pleasure for me would be Mega Marines, um, mm. or the the Mega Marines, and more specifically um, my Bio Viper, my Mega Monster. Uh, yeah, that, that is a bit sense. of a guilty pleasure. I think everybody, I think a lot of people hate these toys, um, but I've really been having a lot of fun with it. Probably for the same reason I enjoy a classified Cobra Trooper. It's something big for my G.I. Joes to shoot and kill, and it's great. Nah. <laughs> I love having monsters for the Joes to kill for a change. And that has been my guilty pleasure. Although I don't... <clears throat> Hold on. This frog in my throat just won't let her... <laughs> there we go. Um, but I don't really believe in guilty pleasures. I think you just like stuff or you don't, and I don't yeah, think you should be ashamed just, of liking stuff. You know? It's all pleasure in the end, you know. Um, so my my non guilty guilty pleasure would be, <laughs> uh, what is it? Battlecore Battlecore uh, Wild Bill. Uh, he's he looks like a Confederate, you know, soldier cowboy man. It it looks ridiculous. I think once again he's like the the eel of of GI Joe. Um, his original <laughs> version is so much better, but this one is just so over the top. He's just. He's come home from, you know, reenacting some sort of um, Civil War era thing. And he's like, okay, guys, I'm ready to take the flight. Let's go. I've still got my, my wooden gun here and I, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> they had actual guns in the uh, late 1800s. Well, yeah, 1800s. So <laughs> yeah, they, they did. But I mean, a log. 
<laughs> Beyond me. The log shaped guy is just ridiculous. Uh, but I love him. I think he's just. He's fun. Maybe we'd be using that gun as a gun when it should really just be a peace pipe. Like, we've yeah. been holding it wrong all these years. He's, he's shooting up a different <laughs> way, you know. <laughs> Dude, I think that. That toy, that sculpt would be amazing if it had the original Wild Bull colors, you know, from mm. version one. Oh, it would be interesting, uh, yeah. I think the Sadly, colors... they missed a trick. They just deepened yeah. the blue on a re-release that came with a tan dragonfly, which was then renamed mm. the Locust. But that's yeah. besides the point. Like, they missed an opportunity to just do a map in green. Mm. Boo I that. think, yeah, the, yeah the, 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 the sculpting is really good, but you could... Yeah, be a, a better color with it. Great head sculpt hmm. on that figure, though. Uh, in fact, all round great sculpt, um, actually. But yeah, dude, uh, I, I can uh, understand why it's a non-guilty pleasure. Yes, definitely <laughs> been getting those '90s proportions, which fly in the face of his '83 physique. So, last but not least, what is our favorite vehicle, aircraft, or playset? So we make this a, a quick fire round. Yes. Okay. So Stephen can go to sleep. Talk. Um, oh, that was quick, Paul. Uh, hold on, hold on. I need to breathe for this one. Night Jeez. Raven, MCC Bug, Warthog. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's just the quickest way I can answer that. Nice. I would say Whale, Whale or Cobra Mamba. Those, those would be my two favorites. Which one, dude? I, uh, I'm gonna go with the Cobra Mamba because you can just have so much more fun in the sky than. Then you know, in the, in, in the river. <sighs> Proves my point. Um, Paul, <laughs> the MCC? Yeah, the Mobile Command Center. Yeah, Paul? that one. Yeah, I said Night Raven, Mobile Command Center, Cobra Bug. I heard you. <laughs> but you, you're going to put the MCC in such esteemed company as the Bug and the Night Raven? Oof. Oof. Absolutely. Yeah, like for me, I mean, I mean, the journey of getting that thing kind of puts it's it up one of my grails know. and in fact it's here in in the in bravo with me okay it's in the cupboard because cd was like please take We're it out of the lounge now sewing <laughs> <laughs> box yeah i don't want people knowing i can sew <laughs> no well no she she does because we've got one set up in the lounge the sewing machine but and we actually have MCC. got a real Come but on. not the mcc yeah you no, gotta I get dig rid it, of the sewing machine too if you can't have your sewing machine neither can she and you know what? You know what is like the 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 linking point between all three. I think all three of them are fun vehicles and fun playsets. Mm. No, disagree. <laughs> Why do you don't think the Night Raven's a fun playset, <laughs> or do you think the MCC is a shit vehicle? I think the Night Raven is not a playset. Mm. But I think it totally is. You can have a yeah, a because bunch you have guys, guys sneaking it. around on top of it and stuff. Not just that; it's got panels that open. It's got the ammo that drops at the bottom. You can have guys like you know loading it up Load. and talking a whole bunch of shit. You can have like GI Joe sneaking and sabotaging it. You can have like a whole story or, that plays around the, or, the Raven. Just like um, what is it, Capcom versus X Men? You can have a mm. stage, like a, a fighting stage that's set on top of it. Exactly. Ah, just like the black the Blackbird. Yeah, now Steven's thinking outside the box. Okay, cool. Uh, what have we got in the chats? Ah, uh, we definitely have Saints on Cinema, aka Tim. He has the black Awe Striker from the 2000s run as a favorite. Man, that Awe Striker mold is just awesome. 
that never gets old. And for Joe Hunter seven three, the TTBP. Thank you, Joe Hunter, for the topic. Yeah, it's been I think enlightening. Yeah, we kind of reconnected with some things that we've said before, but I mean, I suppose with the passing of the years, um, the opinions change. do change. Um, or you grow. Know, it, exactly, we definitely have grown. Look, I don't think I've ever put it on the record that I think the whale is overrated, but that thing's no, appeal. No, that wasn't in our po unpopular opinions episode. No. <laughs> Look, it's just it's the 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 deafening roar of people wanting it. It's always up there in the mm. top one or two. And no, I for just, sure, but I think they mm. see the potential of of what it could be. Um, I mean, I, I I really do love the whale, but I mean, it can be very finicky, especially with those fins at the back. I think. It, it, there are ways of improving it, and um, hopefully Haslab can can make it better, you know, than they did with the the Skystroker, you know, ruining the. So wings, they probably won't, and they'll probably the, silence, censor, and otherwise ignore uh, members of the fan base. But that's okay; they're the big guys. <laughs> they can't, They've it's, made it's a lot tough. more people happy than they have unhappy, you know, except for the people who want ketchup and tomato sauce or whatever those guys are called. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there is a there is a an Instagram petition. Well, I caught one from the GI Joe Nation hashtag uh, about trying to get um, mustard uh, or the condiment. It's not, it's not. It's not the first. It probably won't be the last. Um, Look, and no, well, power to them. Cute. I hope they get them. No, no, no. I'm gonna say yeah. Of course, power Whoa. to them. But like asking for free stuff, like when they've already inserted three extra cobras that they weren't banking on. Come on, it's gonna start eating into their profit margins big time. And mm. Hasbro's all about bank, baby. They got shareholders. But, They're a public. But also, let's, if you wanted those things, uh, I suppose yeah, people should have paid more. But I don't know. Uh, but let's try to. I do want to shine a light on a little bit of a good deed that I feel Hasbro has done. Um, for uh, Matt uh, Matt Mailer or Matt Mailer, uh, if you mm. guys don't know who I'm talking about, he is arguably one of the best toy photographers on the internet. Like. Duh, the dude's stuff is amazing. But Hasbro recently, I don't want to use the term gifted, but sponsored, gifted him some, um, uh, I think it's the Alley Viper and the Bat um, for some pho uh, photography that he's done. So that's really cool of you, Hasbro. Thank you for sending some awesome toys to an awesome content creator. And also to Terry Turner, who has and been plastic a battles. And Plastic Battles, yes. And Full Force, as far yes. as I can tell. I, I'm sure they've sent to... Um... Uh, special missions force as well. I might be mistaken, but yeah, Hasbro has been showing some love. And that's good because these are the guys that will play with the toys. Well, what am I saying? You have seen the content. I mean, the stuff is out there. Hasbro, you made a smart move. Rather give it that to, rather they did that than give it to some influencer who's like, oh yeah, G.I. Joe figure. <laughs> I've got like 50,000 followers. <laughs> cool, it's a G.I. Joe toy. Yeah. You know, um, Rather, it went to somebody who makes amazing photo of uh, you know amazing set piece photography and oh dude it's amazing so thank you Hasbro that was really cool of you you know and also thank you to the content creators it's cool to see what you've done with that stuff so thank you <laughs> yeah Rather. man go crazy go crazy what, what's what's yeah. definitely not going to drive me crazy uh, is this year or maybe it will I don't know um, it's a new year. 2022 
Couldn't be any worse than 2021. Oh God, he's said. <laughs> oh, how could you, Stephen? And uh, you know. <laughs> well, well, to say something on our way out. Um, so this morning, or at least um, uh, the Parliament buildings in Cape Town were on fire, and I think Oof. by now they've actually put them out. Um, a large degree of the older part um, of, of Parliament was burned up. It got quite close to the actual chamber where they actually do their, you know, their, their talking. Um, but I believe by now they have put it out, but it has definitely done a ton of damage to the, the Houses of Parliament here in South Africa. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's coming together. Yeah. <laughs> the year is starting out so good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> politicians they must all burn well the thing is they're on holiday they only come back in february uh, now they're gonna wait a bit longer to come back you're just giving uh, them a longer holiday your hope <laughs> for the year well, <laughs> or at least one of them will go Job back is a holiday so, uh, burn it all down burn it all down but you know what you can't burn down our teespring store where we have fantastic <laughs> merchandise based off G.I. Joburg uh, designs inspired by G.I. Joe. Can't burn that down. It's online. So if you want to get some <laughs> of them cool merch, go grab them. They're awesome. They're amazing. Uh, good quality. Um, absolutely awesome. And something else that um, has a burning desire and is very well desired. Paul, if you if you're watching the watching this on YouTube, Paul is showing off one of the many incredible designs that we have. That is a uh, classic uh, eel scuba, yeah, a uh, scuba scuba, scuba snake, evil <laughs> scuba snake <laughs> trooper. It's absolutely amazing. Paul is is very snake like in his his movements. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, so go go check out our merchandise, and if you love listening to us, and and you have a, have a little extra, if you if you don't enjoy having too many coffees each month and trying to cut down on that coffee or that energy drinks, you can throw us a little bucks our way. We do this all for free. We absolutely love doing it. We will always do it for free. But if you want to support us and help us grow, uh, we are on Patreon, and we are joined by a fantastic group of amazing people who listen to us live every week. People keep coming back. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fantastic. We love all of these Look people. At all these and sexy people. Oof. We have two pages now. <laughs> we have we've stenciled them onto at least you know more parts of this this mystery of vehicle the wall. It's the tomahawk. Surely it's the tomahawk. It must be. No step. Still, no step. No step. Shout out to Buttface Six Nine. I still love that name. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> That's awesome. Much and if you do miss the live recording sesh, don't worry, we still got your back because you can listen to the raw, unedited audio. I know you love it uh, for a full 24 hours before it's released. But hey, it'll always be released. So get it for free. Absolutely. And yeah. tell us what you think of it uh, on, on YouTube, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Give us a like. Facebook. Or dislike. Give us something. Yeah. Give us something. Tell us why you didn't like it so we can hopefully improve and make something different. And Or we'll just ignore you. I don't know. Maybe we think the way we do things is the best way ever and we're never going to change. But we might consider it. Um, and yeah, and if you if you want to write us really long emails that we can read out on air and we probably will read them out, realsouthafricanhero at gmail.com. Um, we love hearing from you guys. Do it. 
we based an entire episode on, on, on someone writing into us. It can happen to you too. Come on. You know you want it. <laughs> and with that, I think we are out. Closing the chapter on episode 231. We will catch you the same time next week. Yo, Joe Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bloody hell. Guys, we forgot it again. Our in memoriam section. Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Icon, legend. Did you guys ever meet him? No, sadly not. I didn't, unfortunately. Name of a band, Desmond and the Tutus. Have hey. some respect, man. <laughs> no, they're Anyways. a cool band. And he's yeah, a cool, Joe Brooks, cool man and an amazing man. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, amazing. Like, the one voice of reason in politics. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't and even in politics. It's, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, ironically. Sorry, I keep, I keep cutting you off. I'm getting That's good at this. Fine. You know, when you're not around, I can actually like, cut in a lot more. <laughs> Rob's found his voice. Look out, world. <laughs> Too bad I drive StreamYard and I can just do this. <laughs> Speak, Rob. Speak some I have more. no voice, but I'm the stream. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fantastic. What good is a phone call when you cannot speak? Speak. Uh, <laughs> How delightful. Mm. Anyways, um, goodbye. Yes. Cheers, cheers. See you in 232. Yeah. <laughs>